climb into the electronic Naboo fighter and clash with the Trade Federation. You're Anakin Skywalker, hurtling into battle against an overwhelming droid fighter assault. I know we're in trouble, just hang on! Naboo is getting pounded. You managed to take one down. Only 2,000 more to go. You haven't experienced Star Wars until you phone the electronic Naboo fighter. Droid fighters sold separately, batteries not included. Will you get on with it? Okay, okay. Welcome to Galaxy of Toys podcast, a discussion about Star Wars toys from the past, the present, and the future. This is episode number 28. My name is Jason. Joining me tonight from IGrewUpStarWars.com, OT Curmudgeon, Tom. Hello, Tom. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to do this, aren't we? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Good to be here. Ready to... Oh, let me take a drink of my booze here real quick. All right, I'm ready. Go! I think the people listening to the music right now probably know what we're going to be talking about. Okay. Uh, also joining us from JediBusiness.com, Chris B. Hello, Chris. Hey, how you guys doing? Tom's not doing so great. I'm okay, though. (laughs) (laughs) Tom's not up for the celebration. I'm participating. That's enough, isn't it? (laughs) I'm here, right? Also joining us from Vendom's Black Series, Vintage to a Modern. He collects them all. Our good friend Ryan. Which I recognize as the senator from the southern system of Nabu. Gotta love that contact technology. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good. Also joining us tonight from from Forlom to Zuckus. It's our reoccurring special guest, Jake. Hello, Jake. Wizard! <laughs> I've got that one here too. <laughs> So happy to be back, loving episode one, reminisce with Tom, and Tom, for the record, you will admit to collecting these momentarily, correct? Oh yeah, I've, I've, uh, in 99, sure, you bet, I've, I've got, I've got many stories to share with you folks, so stay tuned. Tom drank the Kool-Aid with the rest of us. If you haven't already guessed, if you haven't already guest our show tonight is about the phantom menace we are celebrating 15 years of episode one the phantom menace toys celebrating he says a little exaggerated i'm celebrating what about you (laughs) i'm all in i'm all in episode one i was it was a great time it was a fun time it was epic it was anticipation oh yeah there was more than enough toys and we'll talk about them but yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was quite a time for uh, Star Wars toys, that's for sure. It was like a big, big, big bump of Coke all at once. <laughs> just, yeah. just like we went into Scarface mode, you know, at the end there. Right, right. Mm. Yeah. So uh, there's really so much to talk about when you talk about this film as far as toys go, because 
they made a lot of toys, especially the first two years. It kind of fizzled out after that. But, um, wow, they put out a lot of product in a short amount of time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Um, Okay, let's start out with the first couple of products that were actually released, which were, I believe most of this, these preview figures came out in 1998, maybe late 98. Yeah. Um, there was a Mace Windu mail-away figure, and he was packaged in a, a Power of the Force 2 box. And I think it was, you know, you could put in so many proofs of purchase or something and mail away for him. We probably talked about it on our mail-away show at one point. So there was the Mace Windu figure, who was a mail-away. And then there was the Stap with Battle Droid set, and that was actually in stores. And these are three and three-quarter inch Kenner, or yeah, Kenner products at the time. Uh, they are, yeah, they was, I think they still said Kenner, but they switched to the Hasbro logo on Episode 1. Right, so these preview mm-hmm. figures were like the last, pretty much the, some of the last things to have the Kenner logo on it before they did the Yeah, switch. I'm looking at a Mace Windu right now. It has Kenner on the box. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Gloob, which was purchased by ha- Hasbro around this time, also released a preview set. It was the Action Fleet. G and Speeder and Theed Palace that came out in stores around the same time as a staff with Battle Droid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what were your initial thoughts to these preview figures? And I'll just start with you, Tom. Okay, I had them. All right, I had them. Okay. How many? Any... I had three Mace Windows. <laughs> 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 but I did have one staff, and uh, I uh, cautiously hid them away from view and sunlight in hopes that these might fetch a little bit of a profit one day. <laughs> they didn't. I have no idea what that just said, but yeah, but I, I didn't get the G and speeder and Theed palace, but Oh yeah, I was, I got that uh, mail away, uh, uh, mace window and uh stop with battle droid, baby. And the uh, <sighs> mail-away figure came with a saber that was blue. So Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. They did not, I guess they didn't really know at that time that he was going to be a, have a purple-white saber. Nice little box, great little presentation. It was, uh, it was great. I yeah. mean, you know, before watching the movie, I went to Celebration 1. I was all geeked up. and uh, Well, okay, that was before the prequel, so uh, uh, th- there was still, there was still, there was still exuberance and joy for the prequels and all that they might bring. But like someone who was looking forward to the prequels, I was disappointed. Let's just say that. Chris, did you collect all the preview figures and vehicles? And Yeah, I did. I was so pumped about this movie, you know? Totally. And I love that Mace Windu figure. And for some reason, I might remember it wrong, but I thought that the Toys R Us I went to had them in the store, actually. But well, I might... Maybe I remember it wrong. But. Well, the Toys R Us definitely had the stamp with the Battle Droid and the Action Fleet G and Speeder and Theed Palace set, but I think the Mace Windu was a mail-away only. Okay. The Mace Windu doesn't even have a uh, UPC code on it at all. Okay. Yeah, but I, I did I did have it, and Mace Windu, I mean, I just love that figure. Yeah, I actually think this Mace Windu figure is one of the better Mace Windu figures. Um, I thought he was probably the best one they had for quite a while, until maybe, I suppose, by Revenge of the Sith or... Maybe a little after they got some better figures in, but mm-hmm. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exciting uh, times, man. I remember picking up that stamp and just checking it out and just looking at the back, and it kind of looked like, kind of looked like they were on Dagobah or something, you know, mm-hmm. with a swamp and, um, yeah, it was exciting, you know. Yeah, they used the Chang uh, artwork for the backdrop on that thing. It was really, really cool. So, yeah. yeah. Man, that was so exciting. I got to go with you on that, Chris. We were so looking forward to the prequels or episode one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just really exciting. I got to gotta admit that. We need we need episode seven preview figures soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes me wonder what they're going to do. Not falling for that again. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I'm guessing you probably picked up these preview figures and sets. Um, I think I had. I think I ordered a total of five of the Mace Windus. Woohoo! And I think I ended up with a total of three or four Staps. Um, some of them I bought later on on clearance, so it wasn't like I bought them all. I think I bought two to begin with. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I got the the Action Fleet set too. Yeah. And Jake, of course, of course, all in on these. Very excited. Mace Windu. I agree with you, Jason. It was an awesome figure, and I think it holds up still. But mm-hmm. then again. I am probably the minority. You might be with me, though. I prefer plastic capes and plastic robes to the actual cloth and fabric, like yeah. on the newer, like Mace Windows and stuff like that. So I think that figure is great since it has that really nice, thick cloak that can come on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, though, thinking I didn't get I didn't get scared about Phantom Menace. I still, for the record, I like Phantom Menace. I like all the Star Wars films. But um, the... I remember thinking the staff looked a little non-Star Wars to me. I, it was it was definitely alien to me in what I felt Star Wars looked like. So the whole, you know, the Doug Chang influence now was trying to conflict with my Ralph McQuarrie understanding and concepts of designs and stuff. So I remember thinking, wow, this is really different. Yeah, know? yeah. I think, yeah, I kind of felt the same. It felt, um, the, yeah. Yeah, and same thing. But well, and then with the gain speeder, it was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what kind of huge role this has in the film. And, yeah. No role, no yeah. role. <laughs> Two seconds of background. Yep. So it was fun. It was fun. It was definitely misleading. Um, X wings, you know, Tie Fighters, Y wings, yeah. Falcon type ships. Not nothing was seen of that for some reason. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna go to mute. <laughs> yeah, but it was definitely it was definitely exciting to see those early preview figures. And I'm I feel like we're going to relive this excitement soon. Yes, no, I'm super excited for that. I will be more judgmental not on what they are, but of their role in the series because I yeah. even think about episode 2 figures and what were they Zam Wessel and some droid that I still <laughs> don't know where it's from. So, right, right. Yeah. So. Yeah, they did have a clone trooper in there in a Django fed. Yeah, least. yeah, they that's did. That's true. right. They that's did true. So they were fifty-fifty on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit to May third of nineteen ninety-nine, uh, just a couple of weeks before the Phantom Menace opened, and they had for the first time that I'm aware of, and I know a couple of you guys worked at Toys R Us, so you may be able to correct me on this. <laughs> this was the first time I ever heard of a street date for toys. Never heard of that before. Was oh, that, no, that existed. It did. Okay. It so, existed, oh, yeah. but not the Midnight Madness. That, that, as far as I knew, that was pretty much the beginning okay. of that. But but you guys had seen Do Not Put on Shelves before this date before? You've seen yeah. it? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Some, some of it would be like a, a soft street date. Like, it would say that on the box, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. like, announced or anything. Okay. Um, I mean, at Toys R Us, also, you had video games there, and then you'd do midnight launches for those type of things, too. Uh-huh. So, 
the midnight launch wasn't brand new to the toy store necessarily, but I don't think I remember a toy having a midnight launch. Yeah, yeah. I remember like you know CDs would have a midnight launch and stuff, but toys. No, they definitely and brought it, it to a whole nother level, yes. and it was. For the record, Ryan and I both worked at Toys R Us, different Toys R Uses, but um, the, it was all real guarded, too. I mean, the the signage, at least, Ryan, you recall, right? They wanted it, some of it returned, and they were very cautious on what was came out of boxes on certain days. It was Yeah, some of it guarded. returned. I have all of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, I and, might have some droid fighters in my basement. And, uh, Chris, were you in the U.S. for this, uh, for May 3rd, 1999? I was. I was okay. working for Disney at the time, actually, down in uh, Florida. Okay, so you were in. Yeah. You were. You were there too. Um, so was that a wor- was that a worldwide street date for the toys, or was it just? I'm guessing it probably was. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they enforce yeah. it as much outside of the U.S., but I know for the U.S. for sure. And they had a lot of toys waiting to be released. Now I remember. I was living in Michigan at the time, and there were a few Kmart's that either that that ignored the street date. I don't know if it was by mistake or the manager just did not care, but there were a few toys that squeaked out before May 3rd. Um, from what I remember, it was some of the micro machines, some of the ep- episode one micro machines and the little, the little sets. The yeah. Little scene sets. Yeah. And I think maybe some of the action fleet sets too, because I got, uh, I think the first wave of Phantom Menace action fleet, uh, a, uh, I think a week before the street date, but that was probably you know just an, an error by an individual and not probably not a company policy. Yeah, it was probably a stock boy at 3 a.m. just putting mm. boxes on shelves. Now, Jason, did you read the packaging when you bought them? Yeah, I did. The toys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I read everything. I was I wasn't trying to stay spoiler free, and so. Anyone who wants to know more about the Midnight Madness release, I suggest you listen to episode three of Galaxy of Toys because we talk about all of our experiences for the for all the Midnight Madness events through the years. That's good. We're not going to go over that. We're not going to rehash. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that again. Yeah, we already oh, did, we did that show. It was Definitely awesome. Go, go into our go into our archive. It was awesome, Chris. Go to. Uh, yeah, galaxyoftoys.podbean.com. Look for episode three, and you can hear our thoughts on the uh, Midnight Madness. But what came out in May of 1999 was just an amazing amount of toys, figures, vehicles, crap, everything. <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar tongue candy. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just start talking about like some of the basic figures that came out. They had a a new gimmick that was was new to Star Wars, at least. Ooh, here's your chance, Ryan. <laughs> what was that? That was pit droids. Oh, oh, I knew that. This is this was oh. the fun one. So, uh, Jason, Jason, what are we listening to here? We're listening to the Comtech Reader, which reads the chips that came with most of the uh, most of the uh, action figures, the three and three quarter inch action figures released. the uh, The ad says, "Now your figures can talk with the Comtech Reader and the Comtech chip that comes with each with each figure." And most of the a lot of the packaging said, "Now." 
what does it say? Now your figures can talk or I think so. Yeah. Um, Tom, what was your first thoughts when you started listening to some of these ComTech chips? <laughs> same <laughs> thing that my same response that I get when I hear them nowadays. Did it? Um, no, I think they could have done a better job. Yeah. Um, but considering the tech, I don't even know what the technology is. Like I said before, like we st- before we started, I think uh, the uh, the the you had better audio on the very first phone call back in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what it was. I mean, you got them for free, I guess. So yeah, how much was that Comtech reader? Couple bucks, like uh, what, fifteen bucks or something? Twenty so. bucks, something like that. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it was a good gimmick. Yeah. It yeah, was a stand. So. It was also a stand. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the big thing. It, it was a stand. Actually, yeah. It's Actually, got a yeah. It's got yeah. a bigger peg on it. Right. Oh, yeah, so you the... can stand your great episode one figures on that stupid thing. That's great. Yeah. Well, they yeah. got everything. Well, I had a little picture of the character on it too, so you know who, who which figure went to which stand. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Wow, man, that just makes displaying those episode one toys even better, <laughs> right? Uh, the new corner to your hallway coming there, Tom. Come on, I'm trying, guys. I'm really trying. <laughs> the uh, you know, just some of the first figures. I'll just I'm just gonna list some of them. Uh, Qui Gon Jinn Jedi duel with lightsaber, Darth Maul Jedi duel with lightsaber, Anakin Skywalker Tatooine with backpack and grease gun, Padme Naberi, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, with pod race view screen, Jar Jar Binks with electro pole. I don't know what the electro pole was. I don't remember seeing that in the movie, but he came with it. We don't uh, want to know what Jar Jar was doing with that electro pole. <laughs> Queen Amidala. Electro pole right yeah. here. <laughs> Queen Amidala, Naboo with blaster pistols. Battle droid with Trade Federation blaster rifle. There were four different decos to the battle droid, which I thought was pretty cool at the time. Some were, like, shot up. Some were slight, had little slice marks on them. Some were clean. Some were dirty. I got all That's four. A, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, and you I thought that was a good gimmick. I liked that. Yeah, it made us buy four figures of the same thing. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was smart. Um, did you guys know at the time um, that Padme Naberi and Queen Amidala were the same character? I'll ask you, Jake. I think I did. Mm-hmm. I think it wasn't that. I think I was more concerned watching the film whether I was – I remember thinking, do Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan know? And that was my big conflict because I felt like I knew. Right. I had to have. I mean, yeah, like I had these – toys on day one so mm-hmm. yeah even though uh, they don't outright say it i mean it's pretty obvious yeah more of the figures released on that first day obi-wan kenobi jedi duel with lightsaber senator palpatine with senate cam droid darth sidious c-3po r2d2 with booster rockets interesting that r2d2 came with booster rockets i don't think he used them no, in the cut phantom scene. menace it was did a that. Cut scene, yeah. it was the cut scene it was a cut scene it was he supposed to fall off, off the, yep the landing platform and mm-hmm. fly back up then uh, Tom's favorite, Rick O'Lee, with blaster and helmet. Heck yes. I know Tom is a huge fan of Rick O'Lee. Um, and I like Rick O'Lee, too. I think he's the wedge of the uh, prequels, even though he wasn't in only, only <laughs> in one film. <laughs> Maybe they'll get him back for episode seven. No, he's probably too bored. He's, he, 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 it's too boring. 
Didn't we look him up a couple years ago? He's like really big into like rock, like metal bands or something like that. Eh? Bring like him. I say bring him back. Metal band. I say bring him back for episode seven. Why not? You want to bring? You'd bring every <laughs> cast member of every episode of Star Wars back. He wants right? John yeah. Hollis's grave to be in episode seven. So. Base, <laughs> base Windu with 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 lightsaber and Jedi cloak. Uh, Chris, I'll ask you. The Mace Windu that was that came out, the three and three quarter inch. Did you think the one that came carded was was uh, better or worse than the preview Mace Windu figure? Um, it wasn't quite as good in my opinion, but it was still a decent figure. Mm. The one thing that bothered me was that the the plastic cloak kind of like prohibited his his right arm, yeah, to move up and down properly. Um, so that kind of bugged me. But other than that, I thought it was pretty decent overall. Yep. Um, but it took me a few years until I actually picked that figure up. Oh, really? So it was not, yeah, it was not something I picked up right off the bat. Okay. That was the one with the big hooded cloak that went over the whole thing, right? right. Yeah. Hasbro was doing that for a couple of years where the cloaks would kind yeah. of just wrap around the whole figure and it, their arms wouldn't really go in the sleeves. They just kind of get wrapped around. Right. They just have kind of sculpted in like the sleeves with, yeah. like as if their hands were up in their sleeves, yeah. And then there was Boss Nass, and he came with the chief staff. I don't think that staff was in the movie either. Anybody I don't think remember? So. <laughs> I don't remember seeing it. And Boss Nass was kind of short in stature, for the, the figure at least, but uh, I think it turned out that the the actual character in the movie was just about as tall as everyone else in the scene, so I think they, uh, yeah, I think they, they got really that one wrong. They released yeah. another one later on correcting that. Yes. Man, Jedi. Didn't, you, didn't you love those scenes? Those, weren't those great? <laughs> Sam, are you talking through a Comtech chip right now? <laughs> hit, hit, us, hit us with a Comtech chip, Ryan. Oh, what do you want? Let's see. We'll go random. I, I actually like the the whole council scene um, underwater. I kind of, I kind of like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a horrible. Can you guess who that was? <laughs> no, I have no idea. That was Duke Gunray. <laughs> oh, that was going to be my next guess. Okay. <laughs> also, uh, another figure released in the initial on that initial push was Gasgano with the pit droid. I thought this figure was pretty flimsy, and um, he looks cool, but uh, I don't know. The pit droids, I could never really get to stand up, and I always felt like they should have been. I always felt like Gasgano should have been a pack-in and not an actual figure himself. But uh, yeah, he was pretty pretty. Ropey. Now, Chris, you're a big fan of the uh, of the pod racer characters, right? Right. You've said that before. Yeah. Um, what did like you think? Of the, what did you think of Gascano from the initial release? It was okay. Yeah. You know, at the time, um, wasn't really my focus at the time because um, I didn't have a lot of money back then, and I really had to choose what figures I could buy. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, so that, that's again, that's another figure which I picked up years later for, I don't know, $2, $3 or something. Um, so it was not something I picked up right away. Yeah. Now, um, like the Padme and Amidala and the, uh, Queen Amidala figure, yeah, the, we kind of, we kind of knew those were the same characters. Did anyone not know at the time that Senator Palpatine and Darth Sidious were the same, same guy? Oh my gosh. Okay. I knew people who would argue about it. Uh -huh. It was hilarious. Like there were people who were like, "No, that that Palpatine's not not the uh, not Darth Sidious." And it was like, "Look at the chin. Look at this into the voice." It was 
It was ridiculous, but there were people uh, that... Yeah, there were people out there who swore they were different people, and it was just like, come on, it's like almost the same cloak as Jedi. It was so who, similar. Who are these people? Who, and they were people I knew in '99 that I don't still know. I I don't know anymore. So. It's right. the same but, name, right? Palpatine. Yeah, and that was the other thing is it was Palpatine. We'd seen that name before, but yeah, yeah there were people who insisted they were two separate and people. I had rec- I have recently started reading the novelization for Star Wars written in 1976. And in the novel, it says the adventures of Luke Skywalker. No, yeah, the adventures of Luke Skywalker. In the in the novel, in the first chapter, it says Senator Palpatine becomes the emperor. So, well, there yeah. you go. Yeah, but I, you know, I think th- if you're just watching the movie, they definitely tried to, you know, they definitely wanted to keep it a secret until Revenge of the Sith. But I don't, I don't know anyone who didn't really know that they were the same people. Yeah. So you've got handmaidens and you've got Padme or mm-hmm. Queen Amidala. That's the same thing. I, and and uh, the senator and whatever the hell his name is, Darth Sidious. I mean, are people stupid? Come on. Well, I mean, obviously people in the Star Wars universe are stupid because all Qui Gon needs to do is put on a poncho and he becomes an Outlander while he's still wearing his Jedi. <laughs> <robe and tea. laughs> well, Obi Wan Kenobi didn't uh. have to do that. At least stayed on the ship. So, I'll I'll argue that uh, the land speeder salesman that Luke and Ben sell the speeder to has what essentially is a Jedi robe on. Yeah. Uh, let's just say that everybody on Tatooine is a freaking Jedi, right? <laughs> because everybody's wearing a freaking robe. Yeah. Which is stupid. I mean, Jedi should actually be wearing. I don't know. It's. Uh... No, but maybe the, road... the point. That's the point of like a monk culture is to reject fashion and put on that of a beggar's clothes. They're not supposed to be. Well, okay, all right, fine, fine, fine. That's fine. But uh, you know, they all look like they all lived on Tatooine. So maybe the robes were surplus to Tatooine, and so they were <laughs> used up there. After the Jedi Council fell, they they sent all the robes off to you know the planet farthest from the center of the galaxy where they they needed some robes. Uh, and, and more figures that were released on the put the first push were uh, Watto. Captain Tarples, uh, Chancellor Valorum, Kiati Mundi, and there are more. I, we can't, I, I, I don't. I'm not going to. And them all. the hits keep coming. <laughs> now, when I, I got to get me three of those Chancellor Valorums. Oh wait, 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 wait! Hold on. That was Palpatine. No. Nope. That was Kiati Mundi. <laughs> oh, that sounds like the computer. Ryan, just just every you know, count to thirty and just throw on another Tomtech chip, <laughs> and we'll try to guess. That sounds. This like is a fun game. That sounds like. Oh, that's Darth. That's Darth Maul. That's, that should be obvious, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, did I get that one right? Yeah, you got that one right. Good. Job, All right. Man. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Everybody. You win a Comtech chip. Okay. Oh. Tom, since you collected all these figures, <laughs> what's your question, Jason? Tom, so you know you are pretty. You mean you dislike the Phantom Spit it out, Jason. more than any of us. Um, <laughs> when yeah. you first got these figures, did you still have high hopes that the movie was going to be good, or did you start looking at the figures and think maybe this movie won't be so good? Like I mentioned in episode three. I was at the uh, Midnight Madness after coming the same day, an hour after getting off the plane from Celebration 1 was Midnight Madness. Mm. Hit the store, was at the Toys R Us. I had every hope of this 
being the best movie ever. Okay. But it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. You're really <laughs> regretting that Darth Maul tattoo on your ass now, right? I know. I mean, and... <laughs> there were also deluxe figures released with battle actions. There was a Qui-Gon, a Darth Maul, and an Obi-Wan Kenobi. These were also three and three-quarter inch figures. And you stuck like a lightsaber handle <laughs> into their back or their or their butt. I'm not sure where it went. But you could control the figures with that. I decided not to pick up those figures because they didn't look different enough to me and I was not um, I was not going to – I just wasn't going to get everything. There was too much released to buy it all. Um, did, did any of you other guys get these uh, deluxe figures? Of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jake, I'll start with you. What were your thoughts on the deluxe figures? Yeah, I mean I, I get the concept so you can play with them, you know, and they have the lights, the, the respective lightsaber handle. But they just – I think I put them in once, saw how the feature worked, and I think they've been in a box since. So – the the feature the deluxe feature is not wasn't anything that I you know cared about or was hoped they'd ever make more of mm-hmm. it's one of the lesser uh, deluxe features in my opinion but it you know what I did like though about it was the figures were different from the ones released on the card mm-hmm. and we were still at this point in Kenner slash Hasbro transition world where Hasbro wasn't releasing the same figure twice ever. Like, if they brought out another figure, they would slightly bend the elbow. They would slightly change the paint. They would do something different. And I wish we can get back to there. Yeah, I I remember when they used to say that in some of their uh, Mm -hmm. Q&As. We will never release the same figure without changing it. I think there was a different head of Star Wars at that point. The name is eclipsing me right now. Do you remember, like, a Q&A with Jen or something? Do you remember reading those? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, she was the one that I remember saying that. Yeah, and I I appreciate that, and that's where I wish Star Wars would go again. Because, of course, for us people, like, obviously, we're 15 years out from The Phantom Menace. We're, you know, 30-plus years out from the original. If you're collecting these for a long time, Mm -hmm. man, you know, how many duplicates do we have if I'm trying to get, you know, all the new stuff that comes out? Right. Yeah, I would love to go back to a time where, you know, you can line a figure next to a, a new release next to an old release, and you could tell them the difference. Uh, Chris, any thoughts on the Battle Action Deluxe figures? Um, yeah, they're not very good figures. And uh, you, the, the way you attach this lightsaber handle is by, it has a little claw on the front, so it can actually grab the figure. So you don't really plug it in. And each figure, what's different about those figures is they have a little button in the back. And you basically press the button and the, move, the arms move up and down. And this lightsaber handle basically does that for you. So you, you kind of like you press the button on the lightsaber handle and then it extends. Something comes out and then it presses the, the little button on the back of the figure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from a collector's point of view, I mean, this is really a toy. Mm-hmm. So um, like Jake said, it's definitely different from other released figures, which, you know, for me, that's worth picking up. But um you know, I know a lot of people are turned off by those kinds of features. So, yeah. Anybody else have anything to add about the uh, deluxe figures before we move on? Oh yeah. No. Go ahead, Ryan. Go I was hoping we could kind of move on, but go sorry, ahead, Tom. Ryan. Sorry, sorry, Tom. Um, let's hear. Let's hear what you've got to say, Ryan. You bet. <laughs> so, um, one of the things that uh, that we brought up was that the lightsabers themselves actually like 
had a tiny little lightsaber beam that came out of it. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, it was maybe, what, four or five inches long or something like that, if that. Like, so you could use it... (laughs) Like, so you could use it as a lightsaber, kind of. And, um... But the figures were kind of crap. Um, the paint jobs weren't very good on them. I seem to remember the uh, the Qui Gon Jinn looked like he was wearing a bandit's mask for his beard. Uh, like, and they were in weird poses, so you had to put them on if you wanted to display them. You had to put them on a figure stand uh, in order to, to make them stand up because they wouldn't stand up on their own. Um, they were not. They were kind of that that cheap quality of action figure. I, I would equate it with like what we saw with the recent three packs. Well, not the recent ones, but the old um, the cinema scene packs where they had like five figures that were repacked from older stuff, but mm-hmm. like the paint jobs weren't as good. Maybe the plastic wasn't as good a quality. Kind of like that. They weren't quite as good as the regular line stuff. You know, you you bring up an interesting thing I was thinking about too. Um, that Hasbro missed the mark with its core, some of its core characters. They did a better job, like on the secondary characters, I felt, than they did like on Qui Gon and Darth Maul and Obi Wan. Those figures, like especially compared to you know future sculpts, th- those figures back then were not their strongest. They did better with like you know Valorum, his robe and the details on that. You know, yes. Not not an exciting figure, but a great, well done made figure. Yeah, that Valorum like, uh, figure holds up today. Yeah, yeah. no, it's excellent. And like Valorum and the Palpatine are both awesome. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and the Sidious is fantastic, mm-hmm. guys. And, uh, I feel a little. I got to admit it. I feel a little cheated by those four different versions of battle droids that I had to get two copies of, one to open and one to keep carded. <laughs> Tom, I'm even still, I didn't I'm, buy a still card I'm still pissed off about that. You didn't have to buy them all. <laughs> <laughs> but I did, Jason. That was horrible. Hey, horrible. the only. Oh, I couldn't find the dirty one. Did you find one in that pile of? Crappy figures over there at Toys R Us. See, I liked I liked that they did that. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say I liked that they did that. You know, because if you're really into building a little army there, you'd have some very some you know, you know, a, a different look. You know, that they all didn't look the same. So I kind of really appreciated that. If so not, I, if I'm not mistaken, this was the start of the rehash right here. But that was a Four different, different versions of the same figure, just slightly different, and you were if you had to get them all. But you know, it kind of made sense, though, didn't it? Yeah. To me, it did at the time. It totally made. It still makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you know, if, if if you really have to look for a different paint app with a microscope, it doesn't make sense, right? But you know, if it's clearly painted differently. You know, sliced, shot. What else do we have? Um, All right, Chris, you win, you win. Shot, sliced, dirty, clean, whatever, fine. There you go. They're all all different. They're all different. Tom, he still remembers them, too. Now, TC, what is it? What is that that little uh, tank driver? TC-14 or whatever? No. No, the the, uh, the, the battle droid. OOM-9. OOM-9, yeah. Yeah, another another great variation. Ryan, 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 were you going to say something about the uh, Battle Action Deluxe figures? Also, they uh, release quite a few vehicles and beasts and play. Well, not no playsets initially, but they eventually got to it. They released the Opie with the uh, snapping jaws, and he came with a Qui Gon figure, um, a Kadu, and Jar Jar Binks. The Sith speeder with Darth Maul. 
the Flash Speeder, who didn't come with a figure, the Electronic Naboo uh, Fighter, which came with a R2-D2 that was uh, dedicated to the ship or permanently attached, um, Trade Federation Droid Fighters, uh, Sebulba's Pod Racer, Anakin's Pod Racer. Those both came with figures. The uh, and, a li- and, and later on in the year, they released what I think is probably the probably one of the best Phantom Menace toys ever is the Naboo Royal Starship. Um, Ryan, I'll start with you. What were your first impression on the vehicles and beast assortments? Um, well, they gave us something different. Uh, you know, the fact that some of those like the the OP that came with the Qui Gon, even though Qui Gon never went swimming with the OP. Um, it was kind of cool to get, you know, a figure with that, and it went along with the beast packs we'd already been getting, like the Dubak and the Tauntaun and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the uh, Nabu Starfighters, I mean, they were well done for the time. I loved the pod racers, though. Um, I thought they were really cool, really well done. I was kind of hoping they'd do all 12 pod racers, and, of course, to this day, they've never done any others, just those those two. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple other little deals, too. They had the... Um, the Gungan, well, it was later on. Are you just talking like a basically? I just talked the initial push, but go okay. ahead, mention whatever you want. We're... There was like that Gungan energy ball flinger thing. Yes, yes. Um, right. there was like the uh, Nabu gun that lit up and made sounds yep. too. Yep. Um, and of course later on we got the um, oh, what was the giant dinosaur thing that was at FAO? Famba. 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 Thank you. Yes, there was the FAO Famba and uh, the um, EOP or. Is it the OP or no? The well, yeah, no. but oh, you know exactly what it's called, Ryan. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> no, the thing that the thing that carried the car. What was that thing called again? The I forgot. Cart. The, yeah, the, the, there was the battle cart thing with the. Yeah. You now, know, the animal. I had to order that. On, I think I bought that on eBay. Did you guys ever find that battle cart in stores? I don't remember. I may no. have got it off of DNS Toys mm. at the time. There but, were a well, few sets that were really hard to find. The battle, yeah. the, the battle cart, the the Opie with Qui Gon, that was really hard to find. Well, that was pretty much EU exclusive. That yeah, was like I bought that from a place in in England to get that. Yeah. Yeah. And I had and I had a hard time finding. Wow, really? Yeah, there was a jo- the Jabba that came with the uh, the pod race announcers. That was I yeah. never found that. Oh, that was that was a great. That Everyone was a great set, that. let me tell you. Yeah, I've got him right here for you. <laughs> oh, that is not a great set. <laughs> Tom, were you all in on the vehicles and, and uh, creatures? Uh, I'm going down the list. I did not get any of these, thank no. gosh. Yeah. Okay. I pretty much stuck to the figures, and I did have the stap, but that's uh, that's about it. Was it because think... of space or just preference? It was preference. Mm-hmm. Definitely wasn't space back then, because... You know, I was I was buying anything and everything. I'm not quite sure why I didn't get these. I mean, I had the the Kenner re-releases of the other Power of the Force two toys and stuff. So yeah, kind of weird. Hmm. I don't know. Chris, did you pick up uh, any of these creature sets or vehicles? All of it. Basically. All of it. But not at the beginning. Just mm-hmm. all gradually over time. Every time I saw a deal or something cheap someplace, I would you know I, I picked it up. Yeah. This, um, I remember the uh, the pod racers, the mm-hmm. uh, um, Sebulbas and Anakins. Those are the only two vehicles which I bought at the beginning, mm-hmm. and I like those. Yeah, the uh, the pod racers actually came with, like you said, they came with Sebul. The the pod racers came with the 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 pilots. The right. 
the Sebulba's pod racer came with Sebulba. Anakin's pod racer came with an Anakin figure. And I think at the time, initially, wasn't that like the only way to even get a Sebulba figure? Until uh, like Power of the Jedi? No, set in the cinema scene. Oh, that's right. There was one in the cinema scene. You're right. That, yeah. that came out. And these are the, pretty much the same pod racers that were released in 2012. Uh, did they make any changes to them? They paint are, mod- yeah, they are paint modified. Paint which, modified. I mean, you can you can tell. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not drastic, but you can look at it and go, okay, the, I can tell a difference. So, so do you they think were, they were purposely repainted, or is that just a 15 year difference? Different, different, you know. Yeah, whether it was. Yeah, that's the, that's always the question. It's like, was this intentional? Were like they trying to improve this, or were they just like they didn't do a paint match because it's 15 years ago? Either way, for me, that's a variant I'm going to get. But yeah, I don't I don't know if they were out to improve it like they did the Dewback that came out in 2012. That in that Walmart wave that that was significantly repainted. The uh, the uh, the Nabu fighter that was released um, and it's electronic. I don't think I've ever put batteries in mine, so I don't even know what sounds it makes. Um, maybe I should try that. But uh, it came with the R2 unit that was permanently affixed, and that kind of irritated me because I remember you know just being a kid wishing that the X-wing I had, I wishing the R2 could come out of the X-wing, and then I thought, here's another generation of kids stuck with a permanent R2D2 head on their vehicle. Did anybody else feel that way, or just everybody else was everybody else just cool with it? I was more ticked about the scale. It's it's tiny. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, it's it definitely is out of scale. Mm-hmm. I thought it made sense at the time because I mean, if you looked at like was it the cross sections book at uh, episode one time, like it showed like the droid would go up in there, but like the head would detach from the body to go up there mm-hmm. and, and fit in there. So it kind of made sense in a way. Uh, just looking at that. Of course, now that we've had the the newer release one that actually puts the droid in there, you can t- see it can actually work and much better. But yeah, at the time I was fine with it. The uh, and then this Trade Federation droid fighters, it was kind of like a, a big handle that you could attach three of the fighters to. Oh, I hated those. I did too. It just seemed like a big mess to me. So Chris, yeah. you thought the same? Yeah, I I always hated those, and I think um, I never picked them up. And I, I've seen them so many times in the stores, um, you know, like the collector stores that we have in our area. Um, I, saw, I saw them loose, and they were like ten bucks. And no, I just—it's not so much the toy and the, and the way they designed the toy necessarily. I just really don't like that entire ship design. You know, uh-huh. just really doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. So. It's not. It's not. It's definitely very far away from uh, vintage Star Wars um, in the design element. You know, it's got that animal feel, like a lot of the uh, Doug Chain designs do. You know, how the MMT and the and the ATT they all have kind of like these organic animal esque inspired, like the the Bongo Speeder, which we haven't got. Um, these are all kind of animal based, and that's the same thing. I think they even end up calling them Vulture Droids, right? Later on in right. episode two and three, you know. And the 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 reason I don't like them as well is because I don't care about the handle, but they don't stand worth the beans. I mean, you, when you try to put them in walk mode or battle mode or whatever you call, it, they're horrible. They're not even good for displaying unless they're in yeah. flight mode. Yeah, yeah, that was they were awful. The uh, the Flash Speeder. Um, came out, and I 
that was one of my favorites from the beginning because to me it felt similar enough to a land speeder. I could kind of identify with it, and I like that you could put quite a few figures in the vehicle. We we needed more of something we could identify with with the la- with the OT. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. We didn't get enough of that. That was the problem. Yeah. And the uh, Sith speeder that came with Darth Maul, I thought that was pretty cool. Now, that Darth Maul figure has got quite a bit of mileage. Haven't they released him a few times since uh, since 99? The exact same figure? Over and over again. Yeah, and what is it about that one that they keep uh, putting out again? Is it? Uh, you know, I think that figure had knee joints. Maybe that, that was one of the... Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know. It was not a very good figure. Ryan, At any, the time it was, but... Y- you know. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, uh, I'll go to you. Any of these early vehicles call out to you? you... Um, well, like the the Naboo Starfighter, um, I ended up with six of them. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> um, I think, but I think I only bought two at full price. The rest I got for really cheap markdown. Um, and I bought two of the Droid Starfighters, but like you guys said, they were they were kind of weak. Um. Not, not definitely not my favorite. Beyond that, I think I just bought one of each thing. Um, it wasn't until the Queen ship came out that I, I thought there was a really cool ship. Although I did, uh, as I said before, the pod racers were fantastic. I really wish they'd done more with those. Um, but yeah, that Queen ship, of course, was awesome. But. Yeah, I, I wish they would have made more pod racers too. I, for some reason, I thought originally that they that they would make all of them. It just seemed like something that Hasbro would do, but. Um, that didn't that didn't happen, and I maybe you know maybe these first two didn't sell well enough to even warrant any more. But I always thought they were cool. Well, at this point, how many uh, X-wing versions had we got? We we just got Luke's at this Gotta point, be near right? Ten. But no, no, no. But I mean, but I mean, at the point of like making different variations of ships. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't. I don't um. We'd have the original small one that was off the Hasbro mold and the newer FX model. Yeah. And I don't think we had, no, Red One and the Dagobah X-Wing didn't come out to like 0203. Yeah. So I think we just had Luke's at that point. I just don't think it was in there like their thoughts about, you know. I, I, I still honestly think that we're only four years into this license and I don't think they realize that 20 years later we're talking about these figures, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they're, they, they see a movie, they capitalize, they're going to pick here, here, and here of these, you know, from whatever preview images and stuff they got. So, yeah, I don't know if they were all in. Like, I think they'll have a different approach, of course, nowadays they do. Like, okay, well, if we make this one, then we can make that one, that one, and that one. But I don't know if we were, they, they were in it. I, again, it was a different time. They weren't, other than the battle droids that Tom so loves, they weren't really trying to milk us, I don't think, like, Maybe Hasbro has a tendency of doing now with repaints. Right, the, mi- the milking would come later. <laughs> Ryan, hit us with a random Comtech chip soundbite. Go. All right. Nice. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Uh, Typho. Um, no, just the Nabu foot soldier. Oh, uh, he's, you got he that one wrong. Womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> I can't understand a word that thing just said. That was Yoda. Yoda? That was Yoda, yeah. That should not be Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> they all sound the same. The, like um, they got someone's grandma in there and recorded some... Uh... 
We want you to do Jar Jar Binks now, Granny. They had Jira record all the lines. <laughs> why didn't we? Why didn't they give us a Jira figure? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm in the camp that every speaking line should deserves a figure. Yeah. I would prefer every character that has lines in a movie because they advance the plot, they help the story. They deserve a character more than Ice Cream Maker Guy or someone else. Yeah. What I, did I, she? What did she say in the Phantom Menace? Storms yeah. coming, Annie. Hey, there you I'm go. She's Stormbringer right there. <laughs> yeah. The Stormbringer. She was an important part of the movie. They they definitely should, re, you know, they should have re-released and, she, and a female figure at that, you know. They yeah. were kind of low they on female figures. Granny yeah, we don't have enough old old Granny figures. We need to add that one, too. <laughs> we need Granny A-Wing, too, you know. They should have put that out instead of the Mon Cal A-Wing pilot for the deleted scenes. Okay. They're um, also they they were still going strong. Hasbro was still going strong with 12-inch action figures at the time, and they had uh, initially put out uh, Darth Maul, Jar Jar Banks, and Qui Gon Jinn. I got all three of these right away because I I really like the 12-inch figures. Uh, uh, Tom, did you get any of these? No. Even back then, I was starting to see the cracks of these crappy 12-inch <laughs> figures. Those were horrible. Oh, no, they were terrible. You know, I started with the Vader mm-hmm. when it came out. I had the first ones. What was it? Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, Vader. And was there another one, or was that a Obi one? Yeah, Obi one. Yeah, just awful. Just, just terrible. And these got these got worse as we went along. I actually, in my opinion, these, these three are. Um... Really well done. I, I don't agree with Tom on these. Yeah, I think the Obi-Wan and Maul especially look really good. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. Um, now, there were also electronic versions of the 12-inch figures, which I did not pick up because they didn't have, like, real cloth. They were just, like, all plastic. and. Well, they have a little bit of cloth. They do? Yeah, Jar Jar's got his little cloth skirt. Mm. Well, I don't have those yet. Um, Chris, did you collect the 12-inch figures? Uh, no. No. Uh, Jake? Oh, yeah. I was all 12 inch at that time too. Did you like them? Yeah, oh yeah. And I went on to get the rest of the line too, for the, the most uh, part. The Darth Maul, he was a little bit harder to find initially than the other two. Oh. Are we going to talk Darth Maul? We haven't let's really ju- Yeah, let's talk his. Darth Maul. What was the deal with Darth Maul mm-hmm. from the beginning? So, oh, God. I know uh, at least. <laughs> go ahead, Jake. <laughs> at least at my Midnight Madness, um, we had people who were stacking. Darth Maul's up to as tall as like a six foot human, mm-hmm. like end over end. They were stacking them up because they were so enamored with the character, of course. Um, and then, of course, they sold out like crazy. Hasbro then started shipping. And it's the only time I think in Hasbro's history where they started shipping two stores dedicated Darth Maul cases like it was and 12 figures nothing but the same darth maul and just just uh, so i don't confuse anyone we're talking about the three and three quarter inch darth maul three and three quarter cases of him just cases of that jedi duel mm-hmm. over and over and over and that's why we have such the the major head variant is because they had to keep pumping those guys out as fast as they could oh. super rare so, i mean super they were super rare at the time yeah because yeah. Everyone wanted one. Yeah. I remember kids people were trying crying. to sell them for thirty to fifty dollars. Yep. Ryan, Darth Maul contact, go. <laughs> oh, sorry. If the trace was correct, I will find them quickly, Master. 
Did he say if the price is right? <laughs> if the trace was correct. I remember seeing uh, a Walmart that just had, like, pegs just completely full of Darth Maul by the end, either the end of 99 or early 2000. And that's where you I, get those dedicated cases pumping out. Yep. I remember people speculating that these were just through the roof. The, you were going to get so much money if you sold these if you could find <laughs> if you could find them yeah 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 what a what a crazy time i don't remember what magazine it was it could have been star wars insider but i think it might have been like star wars galaxy or one of those collector magazines that steve sansweet was writing for at the yeah. time mm-hmm. galaxy and, probably and in galaxy. the article he stated like go out there buy your stuff you don't know what's going to be the vinyl jawa vinyl cape jawa of the of the phantom menace so you know, buy it. You know, buy it, and maybe maybe one of these things will turn out to be the vinyl Cape Jawa of the prequels. Did anything even come close to that? <laughs> no. Is well, there anything like that? No. no. Phantom Menace. That's... Yes, there is rare figures, but there's not vinyl Cape rare. There is like the swimming Jar Jar line. Yeah. The the R two B one was it right? Right. Right on that. That R2. one was ridiculously rare. Yeah. Everybody yeah. said that was hard, but I kept finding them, so I don't well, know. Well, yeah. you also worked at well, Toys R Us. Well, you lived at Toys R Us, for crying out loud. I did, but I would find them elsewhere, too. I, I remember when the Swimming Jar Jar, which was the second carded Jar Jar release from this line, was really hard to find. I didn't was find really it for years. Yeah. And is he the equivalent of the Vinyl Cape Jawa? Well, the Vinyl Cape Jawa, a carded sample, would probably go well over $3,000, I'm guessing. And I just saw a swimming jar jar for ten bucks. Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. Uh, hey uh, Heather, uh, we're out of toilet paper. Could you hand me that uh, swimming jar jar over there? Thanks. Ow. Just take care. Take care of business here. <laughs> I think one of the uh, the harder to get episode one figures is the uh, Darth Maul figure, which was packed in with the uh, the Tiger Electronics handheld yes, game. That, that oh, was kind of, yeah, that yeah. was and that was an FAO Schwartz exclusive, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, so, yes. okay, so there were the Tiger Electronic games, and a couple of them came with figures. Only That's one. Right. Only one. There were two. There was, no, a, there there was, was the Naboo Starfighter oh, with Anakin. Sorry. So there's an Anakin Naboo fighter with a figure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a Darth... What did the Darth Maul come with? A funky... Uh, yeah, it was a, a Sith Speeder Sith Speeder handheld game. Now, at the, did, did Hasbro own Tiger Electronics? I believe so. Okay. I think so, too, yeah. yeah. Um, and then there was the not produced, uh, or the not sent to retail, at least, the Rebel Pilot. There's a Naboo Pilot one oh. that was meant to be next. And okay. they previewed it, but then never released it. Mm-hmm. So there are some rarities, but nothing even close to Vinyl Cape Jawa. No. Nothing even close to... Blue snags. I think even close to blue snags, yeah, or yeah. yak face, or. Yeah. But that's L- Listen, guys, nothing even came close to the white-haired Ben Kenobi. Okay, loose, <laughs> loose, loose. <laughs> All right. All right. Nothing. Uh, but um, I stop it. I don't collect figures for value. Just I collect them to enjoy, to look at. So, doesn't really ultimately doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I remember there was a, a, a girl that I knew at one point. She didn't even collect Star Wars figures, but uh, she had a Darth Maul, and she thought she was uh, she was pretty awesome when she told me that she had one, and <laughs> she didn't want to. Uh... Go ahead. Did she offer it to you for 50 bucks? 
<laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what she did. Oh, I'll sell this Darth Maul to you for fifty bucks, right. or twenty, or whatever. What a what a crazy time that was. You can know, we I, remember- I should have just slept through the nineties. Is what I should have done. <laughs> the um, the tw- you know, I, go ahead, I, Ryan. I remember going to a Target and um, there was like an entire just the whole pegboard was filled with Darth Maul and there was this guy standing there. And he says, yeah, Darth Maul's rare. And I looked at him, and I looked back at the pegboard. I'm like, uh, it's rare? And he's like, yeah, it's really rare. I'm like, there there had to be like 25, 30 Darth Mauls on, on, the, on the pegboard. If I remember correctly, I was at the South Center one uh, during Midnight Madness. That Darth Maul was somewhat hard to get. Oh, it was hard oh. to find to begin with. But when they yeah, took right. him out... When they shipped him out later, I mean, this guy was just going on. And I'm like, dude, there's a ton of them right here. Oh, well, they're they're rare on the East Coast. I was like, mm-hmm. what? And, and so I'm like, so if they're so rare, why aren't you buying them? He was just oh, yeah, you had you had boss mass all day every era day, <laughs> but uh, for some reason those malls were quite elusive. Yeah, crazy, just crazy. I I don't know what to make of those times. Sports- Something tells me. Something tells me next year we're going to go through this all again. Yeah, the we are. I'm hoping we are. The uh, <laughs> the you know, and like we said, the later the later wave was the last wave of the Phantom Menace figures from like 2000. That those were not distributed as heavily as some of the first cases. Some of those figures were like Seal Seal Bibble and TC14 and uh, Padme pa- Padme with the Ascension Gun. Were the, was the Pit Droid 2-pack in that? Pit or? Droid 2-pack, um, Swimming Jar Jar, like you said earlier, and there was a Battle Damage... I think... Nah, maybe not. No, the Battle Damage Destroyer Droid was in the way before that. Anyways, those figures were harder to find, but ultimately yeah. not that hard. Right. That CO Bibble, I, I gotta say, one of that's one of my favorite action figures of all time. Explain. It's <laughs> awesome. Just look at him. He's cool. He, he's cool. He has one. You have best. a CO Bibble uh, Comtech uh, there, Ryan. They made maybe, one. Maybe we can get a. Get a... I don't have one on me right oh, now. Ah, okay. <laughs> on him, he's wearing them. <laughs> he's wearing them. CO Bibble was hard to find. about wearing though. I remember some some people actually wearing the Comtech chips. Well, it came with that little chain that came. Yeah. With the right. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then, wasn't there like an advanced Comtech? Comtech chip that was going to come out with Power of the Jedi, an yeah, advanced chip. 2.0 you, version. Yeah, 2.0. And, and they just uh, I've never heard I've never heard the sounds on any of those, but I'm I'm guessing those are supposed to be better. Probably, yeah. I don't know. We'd have to. Yeah. I think there's They'll some people like in Seattle different. that have some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was supposed to come out with uh, before Power of the Jedi. They were supposed to do that young Obi Wan line. You mm. know, they have those all those concepts where it was going to be. Oh yeah. Follow Obi Wan and. Um, Qui Gon, and they have adventures and spinoffs of them, and I think it was supposed to become packed with that series. That let's, was... let's just touch on twelve inches just, uh, just for a little bit longer, or get back to it just for a second. They also had some uh, Queen Amidala and Padme twelve inch dolls, uh, Hidden Majesty Queen Amidala, Royal Elegance Queen Amidala. Um, I think they might have had one more. I don't see it listed on the catalog I'm looking if at. I remember correctly, those were FAO Schwartz exclusives. Well, those were a little out of my price those, range. No, you're I thinking remember. of the oh. uh, the portrait series, which, yeah. which oh. were a little bit more expensive. But these were oh, more just okay. like your your average 
you know, I think these were like 10 bucks each did a, you know, I'm not, I'm not embarrassed to admit I, I bought all of these cause I collect the 12 inch <laughs> figures and they're all right. Not great, but okay. I'm going to go to Ryan. Did you get them? Every single one of them. Yes. yes. All right. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I bought the the regular ones that came out. There was the girls line of twelve inch, kind of like the the Padme's that came with like the brush and comb stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the 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 portrait editions plus uh, it was the FAO exclusive that had the Qui Gon and Padme. Um, yes. Later oh, on, which I found at Dollar Tree for like yeah. twelve bucks. Yeah, well, those seen, did not sell. I've seen the portrait well. edition. I've seen the Portrait Edition Padme's for like three bucks at a comic mm-hmm. shop. Box. I believe it. So. Now I, I paid full price for them. But. <laughs> yeah. One of the 12-inch Padme's from the uh, from the cheaper line was called Hidden Majesty Queen Amidala, and yep. you could you could transform Padme into the queen. Now, do you think Spoiler! that goes? Yeah. Do you think that goes a little too far as to uh, part of the, a major plot point in the movie? Didn't that come? Was that an initial wave thing, or did yeah, it's in the first catalog. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I thought that was later on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would be kind of a spoiler, but I mean, <laughs> at that point, we you know we'd bought the soundtrack too, and we had right. you know Qui Gon's Noble End in there, and yeah. So <laughs> I think they learned their lesson because if you remember the next movie, uh, Zam Zam Wessel came with two different stickers, one before mm-hmm. and then one after, and the one after said face changing or bounty hunter <laughs> changing, so. They learned a few lessons, but... Chris, did you collect any of the uh, 12-inch Padme dolls? Oh, no, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Smart man, Chris. He's a smart man. I I actually, I, you know, I had to mute my microphone because when Ryan said that, you know, the the doll came with a comb and everything, I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Well, Uh, the vintage vintage Leia came with with a brush, right? The vintage Star Wars No, I had no idea. Yeah. Star Puffs. There was actually uh, one of those those twelve inch Padme's. It was the 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 Battle Gear decoy one. You know, mm. uh, the one that starts out saying a boss now that she's a queen until Padme reveals herself. It was that one, that outfit um, that got passed around. I think for three or four years at the Sarlacc Gift Exchange. <laughs> uh, the same one. I, I think I had it once and passed it on the next year. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that thing kept kept going that's how people how excited for that people were so yeah there's no way we can cover it all and maybe in another show we'll we'll try but uh galoob micro machines and micro machine action fleets there were tons of vehicles tons of sets um hopefully we'll forget ladies and gentlemen i wouldn't even know where to begin to start with this line because they made so many not to mention the die cast as well exactly uh but it was fun to see on the shelf i did not pick up many of these action fleet or actually I did not pick up many of the micro machine sets. I did pick up the first wave of action fleet vehicles. Uh, Gloob was a great company for making star Wars toys. I believe until Hasbro bought them and kind of, uh, they just kind of, I don't know. It lost its luster, but uh, were you guys in on any of this Gloob stuff? Uh, Tom? Yeah, I like the Gloob stuff. Uh, I think I had uh, a few of them. Boy, it's been so long, guys. I don't even know what I had because you know the the story with the uh, with the garage and having the boxes stolen out of the garage. Mm. Best day of my life. We're gonna have a. I can't remember what I had and what I didn't have. I mean, I had so much stuff; it wasn't even funny. 
We're going to have a fundraiser to buy all of your uh, Power <laughs> of the Force 2 Episode 1 figures and, and give those back to you. I think um, we can That's do, great. That, we can that, do a little, that would be heartwarming. Hey, let's kickstart it. Let's kickstart. Kickstart. Get, get, oh. Return Tom's toys <laughs> to Tom. No. No. <laughs> Either, no? You could probably get them uh, for uh, pretty good prices nowadays. <laughs> pennies on the dollar now <laughs> exactly yeah chris what are your thoughts on the uh episode one phantom menace gloob micro machine stuff did you get any of it no i i passed on those i just focused on on figures yeah, yeah. uh jake oh yeah i had all the girl dolls had the portrait series had the gloob micro machines and the action fleet and you remember they did the pod racing sets too. Yes. yes. Track sets. Oh yeah. I was I was trying to get it all, but you know, when you're in college and mm-hmm. all the stuff's coming out, it's picking and choosing. But I got a I got most of it. You know, the the later waves of the um the Phantom uh, the episode one action fleet got mm-hmm. really hard, the concept yes. series and stuff. So yeah. don't have that stuff. The uh, the Action Fleet Sith Infiltrator um, was one that I passed on initially. I saw it, and then I thought, I'll get it some other time. And now it's it's really expensive. They go is it for really? Like, they, that, the oh. Sith Infiltrator goes for like... Is it normal or the concept? Not, not even the concept one, the normal one. The Action wow. Fleet Sith Infiltrator, you know, I've, I've seen them like sold for like 100 bucks. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ryan? Bought it all. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the later. Is anyone stuff... surprised at what Ryan just said? <laughs> no. Um, I've seen were... his collection. If you go into his place, I'm sorry to get it's off okay, track, ahead, but <laughs> it makes your head spin. It really does. It's just insane. You've got wall-to-wall Star Wars stuff, Ryan. I know. I it, some days it bothers me. So uh, <laughs> you live on a bed of Jar Jar Binks figures. No, that I don't. Um, Jar Jar takes up very small space in in the cabinet. So I know. I know. I do. Why does Jar Jar have to share a? Uh, this is kind of off, but the you you've got Lando and Jar Jar and that, Robot that's all together. That's actually been changed now. Okay, I, I changed it. Okay, Jar Jar. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. Jar Jar with now. But, let's uh, let's get back on track. Ryan, you collected all the micro machines, Gloob stuff. Yeah, uh, and some of the later stuff was really cool. The um, some of the later playsets, the the Naboo mm-hmm. Palace playset stuff, was just fantastic. And and Jake mentioned the the Pod Racer racetrack stuff. There was that big um, Bunta Eve Pod Race full like racing set type of thing where you you put the Pod Racers in, and there was a motorized deal that would fling them around the track. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty cool. Like I actually set that up last year and I had it running. It's, it's kind of fun. And then they did like little deals that had like die cast pod racers. Uh, and you could, you could basically get all 12 out of that. Plus there was these deals that it was just like the beginning of a track. It seemed like it was something that you could just add on to the, the big pod race set, but you really couldn't, unfortunately. Some of it was just like, you just held it up and you pressed a button it released the pod racers and just gravity would take them down basically. Um, but they did a lot of stuff with that. Um, but yeah, I, I did. I bought it all. Uh, some of it was was crap. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that the later 
Phantom Menace stuff, the the action fleet. Like, I didn't. I did not know that Sith Infiltrator was hard to find. I just remember buying it. But then again, the E Wing and the um, Tie Defender Tide. I yeah. bought in the store. So it wasn't anything I never knew was rare until recently. Most of it seemed pretty easy to find. There was some of the very later stuff, like I said, the 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 Naboo Palace stuff. I had to buy online. I got good prices on a lot of it, but there's some really cool sets that are actually pretty hard to find nowadays. Yeah, and but, uh, but does anybody want them? Um, I've seen some of it. I mean, as you guys were saying, a hundred bucks for the the Sith Infiltrator. Yeah, some of those action. Are you kidding me? Really? Yeah, the 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 later wave, the last wave wow. of action fleet vehicles, uh, still commands. Quite a high price, higher than most of the uh, standard Hasbro three and three quarter inch stuff. I've seen the Tide huh. Defender and the E Wing going for one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars. Oh, it's awesome! And Crazy. so, you know, also just Hasbro released a ton of games, puzzles, board games. Clash of the awesome. Clash of the Lightsabers. Anybody have that game? I did. Was that the <laughs> Rock'em Sock'em Robots one? No. No, it was a card oh. game. <laughs> they had a Star Wars Simon, a uh, Naboo yeah. Fighter Space Shooter, a Destroyer Droid button-pushing play game. I don't know what it is. They, they had, had a Sith r- Attack, Sith Droid Attack. Yeah. Habit. Which Habit. actually looks really cool, and I regret not picking cool. up. It is fun. Yeah. I should have picked it up. It came with a giant Qui-Gon lightsaber that was like a baseball bat. Yeah. I see a theme here. The two Toys R Us employees have everything they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I see a theme here, too. <laughs> they had battle bags. Did anybody pick up the battle bags? All of them. Chris, did you pick up the battle bags? Nope. <laughs> were those um, the things that were... I don't like, even know what battle... Is it, what is the battle bags with the little, little, little toy, little, little, little fish and stuff? Yep. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I think I had maybe a few of those. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I had a few of those, I think. The Star Wars Ultimate Art Set? Yep. No. <laughs> what? F- figure painter kits? Oh, I've done them. <laughs> yeah, I bought a couple of those. <laughs> the R2-D2 Art Center? That looks cool. That's cool. I didn't buy that. I need to get that. Cool. Okay, here's one of my favorites. I bet everybody bought this. The Jabba Glob. That thing, yes. that was awesome. No, no. Tom, you did not get that? Uh, I don't know. Chris, did you get some? I, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that was like the best job of the hut at the time. Oh, yeah, that was. I, I used that yeah. for my uh, Return of the Jedi display at the time. Ryan, yeah. random contact, go. Well, yeah. Well, while he's doing that, let's just talk about Jabba Glob. So it was a <laughs> Jabba. Have to? Yeah, we have to. The, it was like a Jabba That's the so Hutt good. figure. It was in scale with the three and three quarter inch figures. Mm-hmm. It came carded like a figure, and it had this goo that was filled with like these little frogs or something that he could eat and spit out of his mouth. It. That's a glorious toy. Um, Highly recommended. I wonder if the glob still holds up. Anybody ever open any of that? No, stuff it's up? it's it looks dried. I'm looking at mine right now. Oh no, it's, it's not it's, dried. It's still no. still. Why don't you uh, why don't you taste a little for us there, Ryan? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll, I'll pour some of my drink for you. Just for you. <laughs> do do we consider this an action figure? I do. Absolutely. I was dead. They reused the same too. mold for the 2003 Jabba. Yeah, didn't you feel relieved when this came out because they had that that cardboard Jabba's Palace set? Yeah. And the uh, epi- the 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 Jabba that was out at the time, the modern special Jabba, edition. Yeah, it just didn't look right in it. No, this special fine- edition and the 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 Beast Pack Jabba right. from Episode One both right. looked horrible. And this finally made it look yeah, decent. Agreed. 
This finally made that set look decent. Yep. Agreed. Which still sucked, in my opinion. The original Jabba holds up, though, too. The vintage. The vintage, is... yeah, of course. Vintage, that one's yeah. awesome. That one's yes. always awesome. They that'll, had... always, that'll always be awesome. <laughs> they had some role-play items. Um, Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber. Uh, Jedi it. role-play kit. <laughs> the electronic uh, Tatooine blaster. The Naboo foam firing blaster. And the... Uh, the Darth Maul lightsaber. Now, I know this lightsaber has been re-released, re- you know, in the last five years or so. Um, but I think for a time in the mid 2000s, this was kind of a sought-after item because it hadn't been out for a while. Did anybody get the uh, the role-play lightsaber, Darth Maul? I yeah. did. I did. Yeah. Of course. Nope. No. Okay, Ryan. Um, you know, one thing you didn't mention, Go I ahead. think, it was exclusive to overseas was um i picked up a uh, i think i bought it from australia i think i did um it was a little miniature replica of the little holographic projector you know qui-gon uses or the jedi use that hang on the belt a little circular thing that uh-huh. and it had a micro machine holographic uh royal naboo cruiser the queen Uh-oh. ship never saw and that. then it also came with a jedi braid that you would put on you know your hair oh, i remember that yeah yeah, but that wasn't – I don't think that was stateside. Tom, would you wear that, the Jedi braid? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I would if you – if I – next uh, stars meeting, if someone brings one in, I will wear it. <laughs> Walmart had two uh, ho- uh, holograms. Then we can post it on the Facebook page. Walmart had an exclusive of two hologram figures. That came on the uh, little Jedi hologram thing. One yeah. was Darth Maul and one was uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. I thought those were pretty cool at the time. They're awesome. They're, They're still cool, great. yeah. They're still good. It was part yeah. action role play. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to continue with those, too. They made a... I know Amidala was next. And um, what was the other one? Vic and Lisa Gunray. have those on display, Gunray. too. Mm-hmm. Gunray. Yep, yep. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. Gunray would have been good. Um, not to mention a b- billion... Uh, Fast food premiums and <laughs> oh god, oh, that's a whole other show too, I suppose. Um, oh. so you know, a big launch, and and they just put out so many products. To this first day, I've, I've not stepped into a Taco Bell nor a KFC, <laughs> and there was no Lego again. Right? There was no Star Wars Lego. Yes, there was. It had just started. It just started. Just started. Started. Just started. So yeah, Legos too. So what did they come out with? Anything in the there system? was um, there was the Sith infiltrator. Yep, it was the, blue. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, pod race two pack or was it? Well, it was a three pack. It had Sebulba, Anakin, and um, Odie Mandrell. Was it or no? Um, the Q tip head. What was his name? Um, Gascano. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then they had an Anakin pod racer on its own. There was a Naboo Starfighter. In fact, I think the Naboo Starfighter was the early release one. It was kind of like the preview release uh, early on for that. And I know there's there was more of, than that. There's small sets, too. There's like Darth yeah. Maul and his speeder. And this, huh. was, this was a simpler time when Lego characters just had yellow heads. Yes. And did, you, did you say that Barbara Mandrell was a pod <laughs> racer? Yes, I did. Yes. Okay, um, That's weird. Mm-hmm. They, She's most they actually, talented. <laughs> in the Phantom Menace era, Lego actually released like multi-pack of figures. Like there was a battle droid pack, 
and I think there's a couple others. And it was from that that we found out that Lego couldn't do that because of the Hasbro action figure license. Yeah. That's why you never get Lego figures by themselves as a blind pack or anything. You always see if you buy a Lego figure, it's like on a magnet or on a keychain as far as Star Wars. Or a Wars pen goes. or a cookie yeah. jar or something. They can't do them by themselves because of the Hasbro license. And I think yep. Lego got in trouble because of those packs early on. Interesting. But they That's did good. a they did a Gungan sub early on too. Uh, Lego did, which we've never gotten from Hasbro. Huh. Okay, oh, that's right. There was so much stuff put out in 1999 and into 2000. Did they overdo it? Was there just too much stuff in the <laughs> yep. store? Tom, was there too much? Uh, not at the time. I I was loving it. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I just said that. Ryan, did they put out? Yes, Co Bibble. Is your Co Bibble? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a treat, Ryan. Thanks for hey. thanks for posting that. You bet. Was Was there too much stuff, Ryan? Did you think they Absolutely. did it? Overdid it? I spent seven hundred and fifty dollars uh, that first night. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Carry, carry the two, divide by six, multiply by twenty for inflation. That was like five thousand eight hundred fifty-three dollars <laughs> nowadays. I I I bought. Everything that came out that first night, um, I, I actually, no I had it most most of it at home before it even came out because I made a deal with my Toys R Us manager. How did you, you want... get those ten carts of crap to your apartment? The same way was... you did, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I only went the I will only went for the figures. I had my uh, oh, okay. I we 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 had it all planned out. Okay. I had yeah. a station wagon, and they were. I actually had everything packed in two giant boxes and loaded them in the back of my station wagon. What, what I'm really getting at, though, and, and Chris, I'll go to you. After us diehard collectors bought as much as we possibly could afford or carry or whatever, there was still a lot of stuff in the stores. Do you think they overproduced? Yeah, absolutely. They totally over overestimated the demand. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe initially they, they were actually right. I mean, you know, Jake said that they shipped solid cases of Darth Maul to fill the demand, you know? Mm -hmm. So initially there really was a huge demand for that, but, you know, the, the movie didn't deliver, and it, you know? Yeah. Now, the movie, while it was definitely a success, it was it was disappointing. A lot of people were disappointed. It didn't, you know, it did not live up to the original trilogy. Do you think that has... Do you think that's why they were not able to move all the merchandise, or do you think no matter how good the movie would have been... They made too much stuff. Um, no, I, I really think that people were disappointed, like mm -hmm. really disappointed, especially the older folks who had the money to buy stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. So. Yeah. I think if the movie had been, been better, the overproduction would have worked really well for it. Yep. There's also a – well, Hasbro, we know for a fact that, you know, they, they sold out of all their stuff, and then they reproduced as much – for a second wave, like they didn't, they didn't go. Okay, great, you guys like that. Here's the next stuff. They they reproduced the first wave and then sent it all out again, and that you know just saturated the market. But for all the other brands, I think typically what you see the onslaught, like the soap and the inflatable chairs and the you know Hallmark decorations and the applause figures and everything else that normally comes out with a movie. Typically, I think, comes out after the movie's successful and after people desire that movie, whereas this stuff was all front-loaded. Mm -hmm. I think that's the big difference. Like, you're still getting Batman on, 
you know, soap and inflatable chairs because people love Batman and they want to have something more with Batman logo and the character on it. This was, they predicted poorly, obviously, that everyone would be in love with this and, you know, and so they just front loaded it all as opposed to let's gauge, see how it feels, let's take the core temperature and then produce more. Mm -hmm. I think that's the big difference here and that's really what, you know, uh, <laughs> well, no, let's not let's not forget that at the time when Episode One toys came out, the Pilot Force Two was still around as well. You know, right. you got your contact figures and your flashback figures on the shelves as well. You know, yeah, so, yeah, it's just a lot of Star Wars toys. <laughs> there was, there but was. the Fever Pitch was unlike any other movie I think in history. Can we say that? Yeah, in history, there's been um, no more. And I don't even know if next movie will be as big because so many people feel burnt from this last one. But it'll be big, but I don't think it'll be F1 big. I'm, I think it'll be bigger. I'm ready for it to all bigger? happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be huge. Thanks to social media. Yeah, Jake. Exactly. I don't think there will be as many toys made. <clears throat> I don't think so. I think it's going to be it's going to be bigger than I, episode one. Maybe the movie, Ooh. but I don't think the production of toys will be the same. They're never going to make this many toys for a movie. Yeah, I think I think they overdid it. Yeah, I, I think so. But as far as maybe not the number, but uh, as far as like different stuff, yeah. you're already seeing all kinds of crazy stuff already, and that's They're, just kind of OT limited to OT right now. So the, the Kmart by where near where I was living at the time when the Phantom Menace came out had two full toy aisles that were <laughs> Star Wars toys. So we were never going to see. I don't think we'll ever see that again. The no. mouse mouse needs his money back. <laughs> but Hasbro says kids aren't playing with toys; they're playing with video games. So yeah. it'll be oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. I think it's just because Hasbro wants him to sell more Angry Bird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Did uh, they just announced that Mattel is doing doing Star Wars now. Yes. Yeah, Hot Wheels. That means Hot Wheels and Barbie, as does, far as I'm concerned. Chris, I you, doubt uh, Barbie. I does bet does uh, your your Barbie. son play with toys, or does he prefer playing <laughs> with like iPad or something? No, he's in. Well, yeah, he 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 could be oh. into the iPad thing totally. Oh, okay, I uh, got it. Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, attractive to him. Hmm. Absolutely. Um, let's talk a bit about what happened the years after, uh, after '99 and 2000. They um, they kind of rebranded the three and three quarter inch line as Power of the Jedi, and they tried to incorporate the original trilogy in with the phantom menace um so we still had a few phantom menace figures coming out in 2000 this is around 2001 um but the focus was no longer on the phantom menace and i think that was a good thing to do at the time because i was a little i was ready for some more ot stuff yeah, what did you guys think little, go ahead we saw very little phantom menace for a long time yes there was that one wave at the end of Power of the Jedi that had, like, the Queen's Decoy, mm -hmm. and um, I know oh. FX7 was in that wave, too. I don't remember everybody, but... Yeah. Uh, Boss there was Nass. That. But they had, yeah. yeah, they redid Boss Nass in a proper scale. And then we really didn't see any Episode 1 figures for a very long time. Right. There was the, the Saga, the 30th Anniversary, the uh, Build-A-Droid Legacy... Do you think that the Phantom Menace was um, properly represented in toy form from those years between the uh, initial launch of the movie and before the 3D re-release? Do you think it was? What do you What do you think 
What do you think of those years? I'll go to. I'll just go to something different. Uh, let's start with Jake. I think. Um, I think it. I think Phantom Menace created a lot of obscure characters. I don't feel like there was a lot of figures where I'm like, man, I'm just waiting for that figure to be made. There's one or two that I can think of that I still would like to be seen made. But for, you know, we have everything from, you know, the Jedis to senators to council um, to the Trade Federation. I mean, I felt it was well represented. I think the Phantom Menace wave, episode one wave mm-hmm. of figures, was a quality line. Because it not just catered to the stars, which, you know, we've seen happen in other lines, where it's just like, oh, great, another, you know, Anakin figure again. But no, it's it, it did a good job balancing it. So I personally didn't feel a huge need for more Phantom Menace throughout the years. Okay, so you didn't um, feel like they were neglecting it. Well, I, I think they were, but at the same time, I felt like they did such a really good job at the beginning. It wasn't, you know, th- there wasn't, it wasn't an insult. I mean, because in re- we didn't get Jar Jar from Episode 1 for 10 years. We didn't even get a Jar Jar figure. Mm-hmm. From 2002 to 2012, mm-hmm. other than the Clone Wars one that popped up Wars, in 2008, yeah. I mean, from a movie-accurate Jar Jar, we didn't get one for 10 years. So, yeah. yes, I absolutely do think that they shied away from it but at the same time it didn't matter because they did a really quality line that's my take on it chris what are your thoughts on the years between the theatrical release and the uh, 3d release for phantom menace do you think the line was as far as the movie as far as a movie line for phantom menace as far as the i mean figures from the movie do you think they uh, they were wise to not release so many from that film um Probably. I mean, the Phantom Menace was kind of sprinkled in in between. I remember the Saga Collection had, you know, some some Phantom Menace figures in it as well. But then I think 2007, when the 30th anniversary started, all the way up to the uh, 3D release, it was kind of there was, there was almost nothing. Yeah. And uh, in during that during those years, I felt it was very underrepresented. Um, I think the only figures that we got there were the the typical Maul and the Qui Gon and you know. I think there was a Obi Wan as well, but um, I felt it was very underrepresented. And I, you know, and I, I remember them. I remember hearing Hasbro say that they were hoping that the lack of Episode One product would build up to mm-hmm. to a bigger demand, and and they were they were betting on the whole, you know, movie the, the- theoretical theatrical release, and obviously that wasn't as big as they had hoped. Right, um, but you know, was it was it a mistake that they did that? I don't know, you know, because the, the figures that they came out with in 2012 in during the vintage collection for the Phantom Menace, those were quality figures. I thought, you know, mm-hmm. really well done, and you know, got a Quinlan Voss and right. um, a whole bunch of cool characters. So uh, I don't know, was it underrepresented? I would say the first few years probably not, but I would say the later half of 2000 from 2000. Seven on until 2012, definitely. Ryan? Um, I don't really think it was underrepresented. I used to keep a tally going of like the top five to ten figures from each movie that uh, that I felt, felt still should be put out, whether it be um, a new reissue or a figure that was never done. And Phantom Menace was usually the hardest one to come up with stuff because they really did 
quite a bit that we we didn't need. And even some of it, like uh, let's take Senators or Jedi, they could release in Episode 2 or Episode 3 lines, and they'd still fit just fine in Episode 1. Like a new Kiati Mundi, well, it's episode two Kiati Mundi, but you know it, you could put it with episode one stuff if you wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that sort of thing. Um, to me, there's very little from the movie. It seems like they really needed to do that hasn't been done yet. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I didn't think we didn't need episode one stuff during that time. It, okay. it, it was good. Tom, do you think there was a lack of episode <laughs> one product between <laughs> 2001 and uh, 2000? Uh, I didn't have my hand up. <laughs> I didn't have my hand up, Teach. Was was there any time, you know, maybe 2007, 2008, where you were like, I really, oh, man, I just wish I could have a new Jar Jar Binks figure or a new Boss Nass or something. And you went to the store and there were none to be found. Disappointment? Despair. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. Could you repeat that Disappoint- question? <laughs> Disappointment, despair in the toy aisle for lack of the Phantom Menace? No. No? Okay. I'm <laughs> Sounded just like Anakin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, didn't it? And, then uh, <laughs> and then came and then came in uh, February of 2012, The Phantom Menace, Star Wars Episode One, re-released in 3D across theaters worldwide. They had multiple figure lines going for this. They had The Phantom Menace Vintage Collection. They had a Movie Heroes collection. They had Walmart's exclusive Discover the Force figures. Um, while certainly not as big of a push as 1999, it was a pretty big push for a film. Uh, plenty of Episode One characters on the shelves again. Jake, was it a was this a good thing or a bad thing? Did it work? Well, they fooled me once. Jokes on us. Fool them twice. You know, it's on them because they overproduced again especially with walmart that, that the, the quality the figures were awesome but man there was just i don't know what they did but i think that was the beginning of the end for our distribution um being somewhat normal because that was just was really unfortunate um walmart just got stuck with all that product which was then going to be re-released later on the vintage collection so yeah the the figures were quality i think mm-hmm. uh yeah, I, I mean, I have it all. I love it. Um, yeah. And we got some new, unique characters like Quinlan Voss and stuff. Again, though, that's a no-speaking role. I would, you know, there's others I'd like to see, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just I, they didn't prepare again, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I don't quite know why they produced so much for that, you know. I don't know anyone. Did you guys go see the 3D release? I saw it. Oh, oh yeah. 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 But I was there nice. opening day, but I, I was the first in line, and then I realized there wasn't going to be a line. I don't know what. <laughs> and so it was kind of weird that, you know, I think maybe they didn't hype enough. I don't know. Maybe Lucasfilm cue, because he cue was. Cue the crickets. Yeah. No, See, I mean. A week later, a week after it came out, I was down in Arizona with my then girlfriend, and we went and saw episode one. And right until, like, a couple minutes before it started, we were the only ones in the theater. Yeah. I mean, well, uh, so Why? Why? You know what made it all worth it, though? We got that Ben Quadraneros figure. <laughs> uh, made it all uh, worth it. Do you know why, Jake? Do you really want to know why? Do you want me to tell you why? No, come on. There's movies episode one sucked. No, I can't think of a worse one, Jake. Oh, stop. Now, when you guys watched, watched The Phantom Menace in 3D, mm-hmm. like the, the movie theater I watched it at, it felt like the movie just felt really blurry to me. It didn't 
the 3D didn't pop for me at all. Wasn't meant to be formatted in 3D. Did you guys have a similar experience, or was that maybe just me having bad luck with with the theater? I I've heard other people say that, Chris. For me, it was fine. I I thought it was fine. I thought it was uh, crisp, and the 3D wasn't overdone. It was you know, but I've I've heard other people say the same thing. You know. It's weird. Maybe it's because it's the first one they did. Because I've heard rumors that the trilogy on the, the OT in 3D is absolutely phenomenal. The conversion that they've they, they've got to the point where they can do that conversion. And everyone said Attack of the Clones was great too. So I wonder if it's because they started out with Phantom Menace, the technology, they just weren't fine-tuned yet. I don't know. Uh, Ryan, do you think the... Um the 3D release of action figures and vehicles was a success or a failure? Um, I thought it was good to get those figures out there. I thought there were some, some good figures to get between both the Vintage line and the Discover the Force stuff, mm-hmm. as well as the, was it Movie Heroes at that time? Yeah. Um, where we got, where the initial wave was like Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and stuff we didn't want, but like the later waves had some good stuff. I, I thought that was some good stuff. It was good figures to get, but it was way overproduced mm-hmm. um and even hasbro said later on it was overproduced it, there was just too much of it they didn't need to release uh all of that that in in that kind of quantities i mean i think we could still walk into a store and find phantom menace figures still sitting on the pegs right? yeah i think part of that problem was that they had like three or four you know depending on how you count it different lines of three and three quarter inch but within those lines, they had a lot of the same characters. Like, yes. there's Qui-Gon on a vintage card, Qui-Gon on a Saga Heroes or, or Movie Heroes card, Qui-Gon on a... I don't know. There was just too much of the same, same figure. Character. Same figure, yeah. slightly different packaging. Yeah. And you went into Walmart and you saw three Obi-Wans, three Qui-Gons, three Mauls in different mm-hmm. packaging. It, that was ridiculous. That was that was stupid. I mean, why why would you even do that? Make them different figures. If they had taken, say, that Movie Heroes line, and instead of doing the figures in there, which were all repacks, if I remember correctly, instead of doing those figures and did the later waves that they did of Movie Heroes, which were mm-hmm. much better figures, like the Jar Jar that was actually a nice Jar Jar, for what Jar Jar is. There was a Padme that was good. If they'd done those instead um, of that first wave, it would have been so much better. Um, the Discover the Force, I thought, gave us some, some good figures that uh, – May not have come out otherwise. Yes, we got an update of good old Tom's favorite, Rick O'Lee. Which was a um, great figure. Great figure. Yeah. And um, the the grand um, pod, pod racer. Uh, and stuff like that. And there were some good figures we got out of that. But again, it was just... like I thought those were going to be really hard to get. And I was grabbing them up as soon as I could uh, when they first came out. <laughs> and you can still find them in Walmart today. And still for $10 at that. Yeah, it was it was good stuff, but overproduced, as I said before. One thing I did like was that they finally put um, Phantom Menace figures on Phantom Menace cards because, you know, the er- the initial push, the cards said what? Just episode one. Yeah. And it's kind of generic, but it was nice to see the full title, the, the title of the film, the Phantom Menace and not just episode one. So I thought the vintage cards were good. I thought. The sculpts were great. The Gungan Warrior was great. Darth Sidious mm-hmm. was great. Dal, Dal, is it Daltoid Dauphine, the, 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 the Nemoidian Senator. Excellent figure. So as far as that goes, I thought I thought it was great. Uh, Chris, what did you think of this figure, uh, of the figure release releases for uh, the Phantom Menace? Um, for, for the 3D release? Yeah. Um, yeah, they way overdid it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I think the 
Walmart around the corner here still has some of those figures sitting on the shelves. And it's been more than two years. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, they way overdid it. But like Ryan said, you know, it's good to get some of those figures out there. And, and Jake mentioned that, too, that the quality of those figures was really, really good. So, you know, they just overdid it. But, you know, on the other hand, you know, we've had distribution problems since um, late 2010 when the, the vintage collection came out, you know. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know how that kind of all plays together and whatnot, but um, yeah, it appears as if they completely overdid it. Yeah, I was um, recently I was on a vacation back in Michigan where my family lives, and I finally got to go into the uh, Five Below stores. Oh, cool! Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I heard you know everyone talked about them and how you could find all these great deals there of figures that are hard to find, and I went to like maybe five Five Below figures or Five Below stores. I'm sorry while I was there and all of them were packed with Phantom Menace Vintage Wave uh, and the uh, Movie Heroes and Discover the Force, the supposedly Walmart exclusive figures. So mm. that's they're just every store was just jam packed. So clearly there were too many figures made. Well, I'm looking here at this, uh, I think it's a website called JediBusiness.com. Mm-hmm. And if you sort by movie, you guys might be familiar with this website. <laughs> uh, in 2012, there was seven Obi-Wan Kenobis, all episode one. <laughs> all, you know, that, all yeah. practically the same figure. Jeez. Just a stone's throw, slight difference from each other. So, yeah, it's just saturated. Tom, you do, I know you know we all know you don't buy figures anymore. Even if you if, even if you did like them, we know you don't like these figures. But did you you know you I know you occasionally go down the toy aisle just to see what's there. What do you think seeing all this stuff on the shelves from the Phantom Menace? Uh, once again, Teach, I did not have my hand up, and I'm willing to take the F. <laughs> Okay. I have no idea. I I I was looking, but I wasn't looking. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. All right. Yeah. So that's kind of in a nutshell the history of uh, Episode One: Phantom Menace toys. Now I did um, want to ask a few questions of everyone, and uh, we'll just go around this around the room. I'd like to know what what you guys think are the. Uh, the best figure from the Phantom Menace and the worst. Maybe you thought about this ahead of time. That'd be great. If you didn't, just off the top of your head, that's fine too. Um, Tom, what was the best Phantom Menace Phantom Menace figure of all time? What was Good. the worst let's, Phantom let's Menace figure? Get of all to time? me and get this over with. Uh, yep. I'm gonna say the little little ratty looking pod racer dude, Rats mm-hmm. Tyrell. Is okay. that what his name is? Is he the best? That was the best one, okay. and uh, I think. Um, <laughs> geez, everything else was bad. No, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna say, man, those battle droids really sucked. No, uh, oh, oh, the uh, the 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 C3PO, that was stupid. Oh, that was a bad one. Yeah. So th- those are my choices. Chris, what do you think was the best Phantom Menace figure and the worst Phantom Menace figure? Um, best one, I'd go with the holographic Darth Sidious. Good choice. Uh-huh. I think that's a good choice. With zero points of articulation. Yeah, it's awesome though. Right, um, okay. Oh, I know. <laughs> and uh, worst figure, I would go with the uh, uh, deluxe Darth Maul that we talked about earlier, with the lightsaber handle that you can attach to it. And this is of all time, so. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, you know, oh man, 
You know, you know what figure was really, really well done? What? Um, that was Graxel Kelvin. You know, yep. from Cinema Scene Three Pack. It was huge. Oh yeah, oh, he was cool. Yeah. Oh, he was awesome. So that was a hard to get Cinema Scene too. Yeah, he deserves some kind of honorary medal yeah. or something for being the tallest Star Wars figure and the yeah. coolest. So yeah. no, I'll stick with Darth Sidious holographic form. Okay. Uh, Ryan, best and uh, worst of the whole best, the whole line. I'm gonna give a tie here. Um, just because I like the the detail and what they did with these figures, there was the Rum Sleg, who was that bounty hunter guy that was on Tatooine with the, kind of the skull head. Yes, yep. build a uh, that, right? Yeah, it was a right cool face. looking figure. Yeah. That wasn't that, bad. Yeah, and then um, the uh, Queen Amidala celebration ceremony with the the white dress and the pearlescent cape and mm-hmm. the the ball thing in her hand mm-hmm. that she gives to to Boss Nass. Uh, those were the, the Globe the, of Peace. Yes. Glo- okay, Globe of Peace. <laughs> um, the worst figure, I would have to go with the Qui-Gon that came with the um, the feed hanger playset. Oh, yes. That thing is a piece <laughs> of junk. Uh, one of the legs is so loose because of the action. Oh. <laughs> it just, it just kind of waggles there. The paint job is terrible. Yep. The pose is awful. It, that has to be the worst figure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, that one's way worse than the one I had in mind. Okay, <laughs> Jake, I'll go to you. What was the best? What's the best and worst of the line? I'm throwing my uh, close to uh, Chris. I'm going Darth Sidious, normal, because uh-huh. I think that is that is by far one of the best Emperor figures. And are produced. you going? You're going with the 1999 version. 99. Okay, Darth Sidious. You know the the Emperor looking one, essentially. I think the folds, the texture, the sculpt, the everything, I think it's great. I am not a big fan of when they put fabric cloths on Jedis or Sith Lords because it just never looks right. That figure did it right for me. Um, and the worst figure by far for me is that stinking Jabba the Hutt Beast Pack. Where if you, <laughs> if you don't put that frog in his mouth, he's got a big... Unpainted circle. <laughs> it is so bad. It is really bad. And the paint's horrible. The sculpt's horrible. Everything. It's Job of the Hut, Beast Pack. I'm going to say uh, best figure for me would be um, Seal Bibble, because I think he looks awesome. I think mean, something about that figure really works. And I guess I'm going to pick two, because you guys, I think most of you guys did. Um, the uh, Dalte. I never can say his right. Dalte Dauphine figure from the Vintage Collection, the, yeah. Nemo- the Nemoidian Senator. Uh-huh. I think he's great. His, oh, yeah. his uh, They did a good job of blending the cloth with the plastic robe. The articulation is really nice, and he just looks like a just such a great figure. I really wish they'd make some more Nemoidians in this this style because this figure really. I think this figure really works. I'd love an update of the main two in that style. Yes, Newt Gunray for sure needs to be done like this. As far as worst figure, I think you guys have trumped anything I could think of. I was going to think of the uh, Jar Jar from the Cinema Scene 3 pack. He is <laughs> translucent and just does not look good, does not look right. I always thought he was probably one of the worst figures they made, but I actually don't think he's worse than uh, the uh, Jabba figure or the uh, Qui-Gon figure that Ryan mentioned. So, but he's pretty bad. Um, and then uh, best vehicle, worst vehicle. Um, we'll go to Tom again. Well, the 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 royal 
starship thing. That was pretty cool, I gotta say. Yeah. Worst was the step. Okay. Did I get it right? You got it right. <laughs> uh, Chris, best vehicle, worst vehicle. Yeah, best vehicle definitely for me, the Royal Royal Starship. That was just amazing. Um, huge and looked great. Um, really, really well done. And worst worst vehicle, I go with the uh, the Tridroid fighters that we talked about earlier. Ryan, best vehicle, uh, worst vehicle. Best vehicle, I've got a tie again um, uh, between the Royal Starship um, and the MTT that we got a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, worst vehicle, I'm going with a deluxe um, vehicle that came with a figure, but it's a piece of junk. It's the uh, Gungan Scout sub that came with that Obi-Wan figure that kind of the vintage articulation. Yeah. Do you guys remember that thing? I remember that yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. that thing's a piece of junk. Uh, That's the only Obi-Wan figure with the, uh, with the device in the mouth, right? Right. He has, he has his little breather in. Uh, but the the sub thing that came with that is just awful. Um, it's it's so stupid. I got to go with that as worst vehicle. Okay, and uh, so one of your fa- your best vehicles is the MTT, and we we probably should have mentioned that when we were talking about the 3D re-release. That's true. Yeah. What I mean, what an amazing vehicle vehicle to re- and such a large vehicle to release. Like they must have had a ton of confidence in the in the movie <laughs> re-release to put that out. Especially for thirty bucks. Oh wait, that was, <laughs> you know, that was years I wanted later. one in ninety nine. I thought it'd been cool, but I when they said they were going to make it, make it, I understood why. It was like yeah. it's a big brown thing. Who'd want to buy that? I mean, Micro Machines did a, a big one that was a playset that opened up into like a Guggen battlefield that was pretty cool. Yeah, but to think of that for for a Hasbro vehicle. I mean, it's cool and all, but for a kid to play with, it's a giant, big, brown hunk of plastic that dispenses battle droids. Uh, it's not that exciting for us mm-hmm. collectors, for diorama stuff. It's cool. Right. But for a kid, I would think it'd be really boring. I wonder what the boardroom meeting was like when they decided to go ahead with that. It was it was big, <laughs> and it was the only thing from that movie they haven't done, uh, other than a, like a uh, trade yeah. Control ship. Um, we'll that in a minute, what they could have done. <laughs> yeah. Jake, what do you think was the best and worst vehicle? Uh, best and worst. I think I'm right there with you. All of you guys, actually, the queen ship was so cool. I mean, it had the little escape vessel. It came with, you know, exclusive R2. It came with the droid fighter. It came with, uh, uh, I liked that it had parts that you could take out, like the, um, uh, the hyperdrive, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. is that what it was? Yeah, it was a hyperdrive, oh. right? That came out, you know, it reminded me a lot of the Falcon. I mean, it was that same idea. It had all these play features. You can open up, you can go inside. If you were strong enough, you can lift it up and zoom it around the house, you know. It, so it brought back a lot of, like, Falcon nostalgia in regards to that type of play ship mm-hmm. uh, that had, a, you know, it was a play set, but also a starship. I, it's great. Um, in regards to the worst, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think we already, we already bought, bad mouthed it a lot, but uh, those droid fighters were pretty lame. Pretty lame. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't. Gosh, I'm right on pretty much on the same page as you guys. Best vehicle, I think by far, is Queen Amidala's uh, Star Cruiser or Space Cruiser. Actually, um, Blockade Cruiser. Blockade Cruiser. <laughs> that it's 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 a great vehicle. Playset has everything you could want to play Star Wars. Um, I think I kind of hoped it would get re-released in 2012, like chromed. Yeah, oh. back metalized. <laughs> back metalized. Yeah, oh. I remember people in '99 were customizing them by back metalizing it, and it just looked awesome when you did that. Let me ask you guys: Would you would have rather them re-release that back metalized over the MTT, or are you glad we got the MTT instead? 
Glad we got the MTT. I'm glad we got the MTT. I'd rather have something new. And yeah, I was tired of looking for that big Pepsi MTT holder. <laughs> from, I was trying yeah. to get that to settle in for, you know, not having one, but now I don't have to. I thought the same thing, Jake, for a long time. So. <laughs> I coveted Lauren's every time we went over yeah. to his place. I was like, oh. Chris, did you get the MTT? I did. You did? Because yeah. you, you don't but you don't collect all the vehicles, just some. No, the only reason I bought it was because of the figures. Yeah. You know, battle droids were different from mm. before. You know. The OE-1 was a re-release, but, you know. And the vehicle is great, you know. The thing yeah. was, you know, once you get a backstory to the vehicle, we had... Um, at Celebration 6, uh, Mark Boudreau was there, the guy who designed, designed the thing. And, you know, when you hear him talk about, about it and, and, and his thought process of all the features that he put in and how it interacted with the, uh, the little mini rig thing that came with Yoda and, and, and the battle droid, you know, um, it's, it's a brilliant, brilliant vehicle, really. It's too bad that the movie sucked and that it kind of, you know, it doesn't look very exciting from outside. But mm-hmm. the electronics and the way the, the droids come out of it in the front and then just they deploy and it's just brilliantly done. The whole thing, you know, um, I don't collect vehicles, but, you know, I, I picked it up for the figures mainly. But, you know, if, if you're into vehicles and you haven't picked it up, I think you're missing out, you know. Definitely. And I agree with with most of you. The uh, the Trade Federation droid fighters from 99 are definitely my least favorite vehicle from the Phantom can, Menace. Can I change my choice to that, too? Yeah. Okay, good. Does that make us unanimous? No, because yes. I went with that stupid sub thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh. Okay, Almost unanimous. The Sorry, tra- I had to be different. The Trade Federation droid fighters, it's just the pile. It's just it's junky. And one more question. Well, it's a two-part question. What figure do you still want them to make? And what vehicle do you still want them to make? Tom? Uh, just go to someone else. <laughs> this is exhausting. Oh. Jay, uh, Ryan, Comtech, now. <laughs> play, play me out. Play you out here. We'll see. What do you want? We'll go here. MTT14 is your service. There's my answer. She's mocking you. <laughs> Chris, what figure do they still need to make and what vehicle do they still need to make? I uh, don't know. Um, so I've been looking at pod racers because last time we talked about pod racers and I wasn't sure if it's 12 or 14 or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you look on uh, Wikipedia, there's actually 21 pod racers listed that took part in the Bunta Eve pod racing. Wow. And wow. So, and it's kind of a mix of like deleted scenes and the novel and the movie and uh, video game. Video game. game. So, it was huge. Yeah. I lived and died by that. None of that's canon racer. anymore, though. Nope. It's all legends. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, when you look at some of those designs for those pod racers, I would have liked to see some of those. Uh-huh. And when it comes to vehicles, I mean, I don't know, I, you know, maybe some more. I really would have thought in, in 99 when they came out with the the first two pod racers that they would eventually, you know, release more over the years. But, I don't know, I would have liked to see some more of those. I wanted Ben Quadraneros pod yeah. racer. Yeah. It gets a lot of screen time, even though it doesn't run. You know, and, and they made a figure of him that would have been the perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever see any of those pod racers being released. No. No. Uh, Ryan, what figure and vehicles do you think they still need to make? The vehicle for me is easy. Um, I'd say the, the sub, the Duncan sub. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Boom. We never got that. And, I mean, Lego's done two versions of it at this point. Uh, it, it's a cool-looking vehicle. It was a, a main vehicle. The heroes rode in it. It had plenty of screen time. 
I don't know why we never got it. For a figure that it's it's hard. I mean, there wasn't. I mean, the only figure I can think of with a spoken line that we never got is Jira, and I mean, I I know there's people on this podcast who'd love to have that figure, but. As far as producing the figure for <laughs> mainstream, is that the type of figure you want to put out there? What about Brian's toys? Could they do it? <laughs> Brian's toys, Jira, yeah. Yeah. They'd have to <laughs> shovel out their Jocasta news they're still sitting on. Would you guys well, pay... Just, right. Let me ask you, would you guys pay $25 plus shipping for a Jira no. figure? Yes. Of course Absolutely. I would. <laughs> Jake? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Ryan. Um... <laughs> Yeah, beyond that, I mean, there's characters I, d- I still want from the other films, but episode one is so hard to find. I mean, maybe, I, I guess maybe I'd go with an updated Newt Gunray. Um, it'd be nice to see an updated version of him, but that's about the best I can do. Okay. Jake? Boom. Bung- Bongo. Yeah. Want that sub. Is there any other Star Wars boat? Do we have any? Have they ever made a Star Wars boat yet? <laughs> hmm. I don't think so. See, right there. No. Boom. Has a unique place in Star Wars history, Tom. Um, oh, brother. <laughs> and for figure, I'm uh, I'm in the uh, Rebel Force Radio camp. I'm yes. all for a Kitster and Wald two pack. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy Mack from Rebel Force Radio. That's 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 his thing. Where's Kitster? Where yeah. is Kitster? I want it. Jake, I uh, I hope one of these days you do get your bong haul. I really do. <laughs> Boy, I don't really have much original to add to this. For vehicles, for me, it's got to be the Gungan sub. They ha- that that is the biggest hole in the uh, in the Phantom Menace vehicle bong collection. Hole. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 it's. It is one of the. It's I don't. I hate to call it the Falcon because it's definitely not the Falcon, but it's the Falcon of the Phantom Menace. Like it's the ship that they're arguing in, and you know it's. Are you comparing the Bongo with the Falcon? I'm glad that Jake and Jason share in the dream of one day, like, uh, you know, getting getting their bunghole. I think that's awesome. I, I listen. I, I this is I never going to make it on the show, so I, I can I, just say whatever I want at this point. I, I'm definitely not saying the Bongo is iconic as the Falcon or as cool as a Falcon, but as far as the Phantom Menace is concerned, it's a vehicle that they spent time in, that they argued in, that they kind of, you know, I don't know. It's you it's, can uh, you can play with your bunghole at that time. So uh, yes, make make that vehicle. It's probably too late. I, I do not see them ever coming back to this movie to make anything really. Let's hope not. <laughs> and for okay. figures, uh, Kitster, Wald, that little baby Greedo or or child Greedo from the deleted scenes. I'd like to see okay. that figure. Um, Wasn't that Warwick Davis? Yeah, I think so. The Wald was uh, Wald was Warwick Davis. So Wald. maybe it was somebody oh. different, but it was it was Greedo when he was like a little kid. It was like a teenager Greedo or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like this is where we start to see all the little little children that we see in the OT. What an awesome idea. And uh, Anakin. What a, great, what a great idea. Trailer Park Preschool. And right. Anakin had a little fight scene with him, which I think they should have left in. Yeah. But, hey. There was just, supposed to be another scene that they never gave us. Just of, like, ridiculous, gratuitous fanboy dribble. <laughs> Why do they do that? At with least Rita? they did something right by taking that part out. Right? <laughs> no, I don't not. agree. They should have left it in. Oh. I don't mind it, but it's funny that they would do that with Greedo again. They did it with the Clone Wars. They yeah. hyped up his appearance big time in the Clone Wars. Greedo's kind of like the the go-to 
Maybe we're going to big big hype episode in Rebels. Could be. I, I, you know what? I would not doubt it, Jake. At this point, yeah. Um, are they going to make any of this stuff? Probably nope. not. Nope. No. No. Nope. Maybe a Kitster thing. I mean, that's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. And maybe if the Gungan sub shows up in Rebels, they they need to make the Gungan sub. It is it is the Falcon of the Phantom Menace. It's the ship it. they need to get in to go rescue the uh, princess, well, the queen or whatever. It's it serves the same purpose. It does have a large role in that crappy movie. Let's it's, not. It's let's, it's, it's that's the hunk sure. of junk that doesn't run properly that that gets them from point A to point B to rescue the queen or the royalty. The, the, the scenes are hilarious <laughs> and so memorable. So, yeah. <laughs> through the core. <laughs> you got to shoot through the core with your bunghole. So that's gonna. I think. I think we're running out. Running out of steam on the show. Um, Hit me with another oh, soundbite. You're so going to the bosses. You're talking big doo-doo this time. Oh. <laughs> you, uh, said, uh, you said it, uh, Boss Nass. This is doo-doo. Tarples. Right. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Whichever one of those stupid guys. Boom, you just got contact. Oh. <laughs> 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 there you go. I just got contact. That's the ultimate uh, insult. Let's let's uh, come on, go down brain, collective memory lane. Did any other toy talk? Is this the what what eighties toy talked? Um, there were some talking GI Joes. Yes, yeah. there were the big backpacks. Mm-hmm. You're right, but they those were, were like, what if they would have done that with 90s? these? What if they would have put some big huge backpacks on these figures? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, on, I'd, I'd rather play with a speaking spell for three days than than listen to this stuff anymore. They sound about the same. Yeah, you put yeah. cotton in your ears, and that's what you got. And you play a speaking spell. Shouldn't the technology right. be there that they could put those sound clips into the three and three quarter inch figures at this point? I think so. I would think so. I mean, R two stuff. Yeah, but they huh? they're getting away from getting the batteries removable on those. Right. So we would we would they would talk for. Six months, which irritates me to no end. I when the 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 2012 figures that came out with the light up lightsabers, the Qui Gon and the Obi Wan yeah. and the Vader, mm-hmm. the fact that every time I push the button, I know it's you know near to I'll never be able to push it again, <laughs> kind of irritates me. There was a uh, link I threw up on from Forlom to Zuckus's uh, Facebook page. Uh, month or two ago mm-hmm. where a guy was actually doing uh showing you how to replace the batteries and like the r2 which doesn't have he showed you how to pry it open how to get it out what procedures to take to replace the batteries on those unreplaceable mm. uh figures so uh, it, they're out there people are hardcore enough to <laughs> figure it out well that's good mm. i may have to look at that at some point have a comment or question about the show Email us at galaxyoftoys at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Galaxy of Toys. And find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash galaxyoftoys. Remember, you can listen to older episodes from our Podbean page at galaxyoftoys.podbean.com or search for us on iTunes or Stitcher Smart Radio. Fifteen years of The Phantom Menace says this podcast released uh, May, what is it, May 19th? Yeah. Fifteen years. Does it feel like it's been fifteen years, Tom? 
I feel that that you you know I was doing a great job of forgetting the Phantom Menace existed before the show. So yeah, it feels like 15 years now, Jason. It does. Yeah, I do find that I find this whole thing disturbing. (laughs) Chris, 15 years of the Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's crazy. Did it fly by, or does it feel like 15 long years, like it does for Tom? No, it flew by because I I I vividly remember standing in line for for Midnight Madness and how excited I was. And you know, the toys were great, really. You know, for the times, of course, the movie didn't live up to the expectations, but everything around the movie was fantastic. You know the. You went to Pizza Hut, you got your pizza in a Newt Gunray box, you know. You went over to Taco Bell, you got your big cups and everything. Um, there, there was just so much cool stuff, you know. And it was Star Wars, and, and it just it was everything was awesome. The trailer was fantastic, you know. You had the toys and, and brand new characters, you know. Um, the excitement was just unbelievable. It was it was just incredibly awesome, you know. Mm-hmm. 15 years, man. I, I feel like it flew by somehow. Yeah. You know, it's been almost the same amount of time between now and when The Phantom Menace released as it was when The Phantom Menace came out and Return of the Jedi released. Nearly the same amount of time has gone by. I think it was 16 years between Jedi and Phantom Menace. But wow. It's hard to wow. believe. It's, it's nearly the same amount of time. I should have invested more time buying uh vintage toys while you guys were buying this crap <laughs> well but tom i mean you were really into the phantom menace right i mean like at first what? i mean you went to celebration one that was wasn't that oh yeah the, the before i saw the movie yeah yeah they, i was drinking the kool-aid and e- eating everything you could give me sure but then i watched the movie and it started to see its cracks and then i figured do i really like this i don't like this i hate this this is terrible so it took yeah, me 20 showing, so. Yeah, before, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But before, I mean, before the, uh, the, the movie actually hit, I mean, I remember um, uh, McCallum standing on the stage there at uh, Celebration 1 in Denver, and he said, this movie is going to bleep your freaking mind, and the whole crowd went crazy, and yeah, they, it blew our minds, McCallum. It sure did. <laughs> Not in a good way. Ryan... Uh, 15 years of The Phantom Menace. It does seem like it's gone by fast. I mean, when you think about that, you said 16 years between Jedi and Phantom Menace. Next year, when 7 comes out, it'll be 16 years between Phantom Menace and Episode 7. It doesn't seem like that at all. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago that Revenge of the Sith came out either. You know, at the same time, I I remember that, that time fondly. I was heavily involved with Sarlacc at the time. We were on several TV shows. Um, there was all the fun stuff to buy in, you know, your regular retailers, all the stuff at the different, the Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and, uh, KFC. Uh, there was Star Wars everywhere, and, and that was kind of fun. And we got some of the most ridiculous things, like the, the Jar Jar Tongue candy, and some of the bathroom things were, were kind of interesting. You know, it was still fun. We got Star Wars everywhere. People were seeing Star Wars. People were, into Star Wars, even if they hadn't been before. And, and that made it cool, and I'm hoping that that's what we see next year, uh, hopefully with a better quality movie. I won't say I hate The Phantom Menace. Um, I'll watch it. There's parts of it I really enjoy. There's parts of it I don't like. But um, I'm hoping that Episode Seven will be a better, better quality movie and one that I enjoy better over and over. Phantom Menace is my hardest Star Wars movie to get through. I don't like to watch it that often. I will, but... You know, if, if seven can be better than that, if seven can be even on par for me with Revenge of the Sith. 
Um, that would be great to, to have that kind of thing, to have the buildup that we're, we're having going toward there. But unfortunately, Phantom Menace had a lot of hype, tons of it, and it just didn't live up to all that hype. Are we headed down the same road, Ryan? No. no. Uh, I don't think so. I think a lot of people like you, Tom, are like, you burned me before. I'm not going to go all in on this. Uh, I'm going to have a wait-and-see attitude. I think there's a lot of people like that. You also and, have... Anybody who would like to stay uh, relatively spoiler-free and kind of focus on your childhood memories... Move to an Amish please, village. Please, please, go, <laughs> please go to the uh, nursing home that I call <laughs> IGrewUpStarWars.com. <laughs> On Facebook and, of course, IGrewUpStarWars.com, the website itself. Like, you know, like I said before. About staying spoiler-free, I feel like every rumor that we've gotten was true so far. <laughs> up to this point. From, like, shooting locations to uh, who casted for the movie. Well, there was a lot of casting. I think, I think Disney. Path. It's. Uh, I think Disney themselves is leaking this stuff. The only way you're going to stay spoiler-free spoiler is to unplug get get away from the internet yeah. get rid of your smartphone don't go online don't talk to anybody at work don't nice talk to anybody at home don't talk to anybody at your church there, there's it's going to be impossible to stay spoiler free for episode seven I, I mean we're not going to put big spoilers on this podcast but our i just say good luck to anybody who who truly wants to be spoiler free because it's going to be difficult and, it's, and it's, it's going to be impossible and it's hard as a fan, too. I mean, think about it. What did we all do when they released that cast photo of, of everybody in the reading room? Right. You know, we all got excited and looked at the picture. What mm. did we do when the Abu Dhabi stuff came out? You know, everybody <laughs> was excited and analyzing that. Is it an ad at foot? What is it? You know, all of that. And, you know, the thing is, is you're excited about it. And so when something pops up, you're excited and you want to look at it. So trying to avoid looking at that is going to be very, very hard to definitely spoiler free in that direction. You know, it's like watching the launch of a rocket. You're excited. You've got main engine start. That thing is either going to spiral into oblivion or actually make it into orbit. Right now, I just don't know which direction we're going to take. I'm glad Tom went with the rocket. Don't get excited when you see the the launch is the fun part. (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, well, you know, Tom, don't you get excited when you see Harrison Ford and, and, and Hamill and putting on their astronaut gear and just walking slowly into the rocket? You know, isn't that cool? Uh, I don't know. <coughs> Kristen of the ki- Kingdom Crystal Death Skull. <laughs> big difference. George no, listen. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Right George there. Lucas is making them for six-year-olds, and what he wanted, J.J. Abrams is making them for an adult fan in himself and all us Let's others hope. out there. Jake, I hear what you're saying, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was uh, was a was a disappointment to end all disappointments. That was probably on par with Episode One. Everyone throws George. Fully under the bus, but I I'm gonna hold Spielberg up there too a little. No, bit. the both of them are responsible for that yeah. abomination. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but Tom, okay. even in that movie, I I have to be there. I mean, there's stuff I hate in that movie. There's stuff I enjoy in that movie. But just seeing Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones again was was worth the price to go see it. Just seeing just seeing Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones driving that vehicle or that truck or whatever. Was worth. You know, it would have been great to just see Indiana Jones standing there with the hat and the whip at a at a car show. I don't care. <laughs> the, what was happening around him was uh, was horrible. All right. 
Um, uh, you know, guys, I think this would be great if we just did uh, did the monkeys, the CGI monkeys, and uh, we'll have that uh, little <laughs> swing on vines. I think that's a great idea. That's perfect. All right. All right. Jake. <laughs> Jake. 15 years of the Phantom Menace. Uh, what are your your final thoughts on the uh, the celebration we're having here? <laughs> celebration. Tom's real surprised. <laughs> um, you know, collecting wise, it seems like last year. It does. It flew by really quickly because I too remember Midnight Madness and I remember making the decision: Hmm, should I go to Celebration One or should I graduate college? Because it was finals <laughs> week. So yes. Um, Dude, if you didn't have finals week on that week, you would have been with me at Celebration 1, so shut up. I, I would have. That's my point. I had the, like, future or Star Wars. It was a question I had to pose. Um, uh, actually, but, if you were asked that question now, would you have just kind of pushed it off another quarter? I bet you you might have. <laughs> how, uh, how, well, how, how many people during that, that launch, though, said, Make the car payment this week, or buy every episode one toy. No, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, yeah. So, anyways, I'm sorry, Jake. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I feel like again, I remember Midnight Madness. I remember I felt like a superstar. I, I grabbed a uh, Coyote Mundy figure, and people were lined up in front of the whole building, and I ran the length of the building, saying, "He's got a purple lightsaber!" And they're like, they're like doing the wave out there, and people are jumping on the ground doing centipedes. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> Jake, you got a point there. It was oh fun my gosh! People outside the building while we were setting all that up. That was Tom doing the centipede. <laughs> Go, Jakey. Go, Jakey. Kiari Mundi. Kiari Mundi. I'd take like a 12 inch ball along the window and show it to everybody uh, out in front and stuff like that. Yeah, I was just. Yeah. Uh, I do this. Uh, I can't. I'm not doing the snake this time. It would probably send me to the ER. <laughs> We've got to get. Okay, when we go to the midnight launch for, for episode seven, we have to take Tom with us. Absolutely. Oh, Tom yeah. will be there. Tom wants I'll to be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. He's going to buy a damn thing, but he'll yeah. be there. No. With his cyanide pill. <laughs> <laughs> under my under my tongue, ready to go. Getting that false uh, crown on your tooth put in. Exactly. Um, oh, it's time for me to go. <laughs> crunch, crunch. Oh, Annie, my bones are aching. <laughs> He's just waiting for the Misa back, and that's when he crashes it. That's it. Ex- exit stage left, even. You know, if that happens, I'll hand Tom the noose right then and there. Exactly. We're going together. You know that it was a it was a great time. It was um it was a fun time to have Star Wars <laughs> everywhere. You know the anticipation was awesome. It and, was fun, um, and I'm looking forward to that again, of course. Um, so in collecting world, yes, it was just yesterday. But then I start thinking about it. I'm like, oh man, no wait, I have a. You know, two kids and a wife and a home and a job and a career. You know, it's like, oh, it's a long time ago from when I was, you know, eating top ramen, collecting CO bibbles, you know, in my dorm room. So, <laughs> should have so, yeah. stopped uh, collecting the CO bibbles. You could have bought yourself a little bacon there, buddy. I should have collected uh, top ramen instead. Probably be worth yeah, exactly. Probably worth about as much. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's a fun time. I'm super excited. Looking forward to uh, Star Wars being everywhere again. You know, like it's already showing up in magazines. Like my recent issue of Entertainment Weekly has a big three-page article 
with speculation and all that stuff. I'm looking so forward to that. So I'm excited. It, it was fun back then, but I'm happy to do it again, especially this time with kids. So it'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. 15 years, was a, it was a ton of fun the first time. Even if the movie didn't live up to the hype, the uh, lead up to it, the just the joy of new Star Wars, of new figures, of new characters, of new adventures, of returning to one of the best places I know, the Star Wars universe. There is no denying that, Jason. Yep. Um, so... Who knows? We got, we got it. It's, it's all happening again. It's funny. In, in just a little, a year and a half from now, we'll be doing this all over. Dude, a year from now, it's going to be insane. Yeah. Just a year from now. Yeah. We're getting close to San Diego Comic Con. You know that there'll be a huge launch there. We'll have seen Toy Fair. You know, it, it'll be, it'll be a whole other celebration's going to be this time next oh, year, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I forgot I bought that yeah. ticket a hundred years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Off to, let's just get off topic just for a second. Is Hasbro going to do a Celebration 7 exclusive figure? Chris, what do you think? Absolutely. They need to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot see a Celebration. I think they're going to announce the title of the movie there officially. they got to give us a teaser trailer, at least a teaser trailer. And Hasbro needs to step it up and give us an exclusive figure. Those are my expectations for Celebration Anaheim. Ryan, are they going to give us an exclusive Celebration 7 figure? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I think a figure might even be a figure pack. I mean, it could be something like the original three, um, older, you know, as an Episode 7 pack. And I agree with Chris. I, I think we'll have a, uh, a, a teaser trailer at least, if not a full trailer, and uh, a title announcement by that point, if not during that event. Jake? I think a uh, title will come at Toy Fair, because you got to you got to pump out this merch, and you mm-hmm. can't sell it to people that don't know what they're buying. There so I, be... think, I think we'll know the title in, but, like, January. But are we going to get an exclusive figure at Celebration 7? What do you think? Dude, well, if they better. We didn't at Celebration better. 6. So. I know, but then again, what was going on in 2000, I mean, uh, at Celebration 6? Right. Whereas all the others were tie-ins to movies for the mm-hmm. most part, you know, and so that's a great way. I I love Ryan's idea. Give us the core three. It'll make everyone that doesn't go there just absolutely, <laughs> you know, yeah. send them through the roof. But, yeah, I think that would be a great, and they have to. They have to. All right, and that will officially wrap up the show. I'd like to thank my co-host tonight, Tom from IGrowUpStarWars.com. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Fun. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> can I go now? You can go. Okay. <laughs> From JediBusiness.com, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, our good friend Ryan. You overestimate your skills. <laughs> Goodbye, Ryan. Who the heck was that? <laughs> Is that, that Qui Gon? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that line. He was doing his best old Obi-Wan. They have, they have several lines that didn't exist in movies. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I really enjoyed talking on this show. And uh, from from Forlam Dezakis, reoccurring guest, Jake. All right. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Having fun talking celebration, not celebration, episode one with you guys. Fun time. Hope to do it again. Celebration and, seven. All right. And uh, Ryan, one more contact for the road. Okay, this let's go. Let's go. I, I've got to introduce this wild one. card. <laughs> um, no, I'm telling you what it is. Okay, this oh. is R two B one. You've got to hear this. It's hilarious. Here we go.
Oh. Wait. It almost sounds like somebody's saying beep in there. That's that's the last thing he said before he got shot off the ship, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we leave you with that, faithful listeners. That's it. All right. Enjoy. Till next time. This is Jason for Galaxy of Toys. Good night, but not goodbye. A long, long time ago, in a galaxy far away, Naboo was under an attack. And I thought me and Qui-Gon Jinn could talk the Federation into maybe cutting them a little slack. But their response, it didn't thrill us. They locked the doors and tried to kill us. We escaped from that gas. The Met Jar Jar and Boss Nass We took a bongo from the scene And we went to feed to see the queen We all wound up on tattooing That's where we found this boy Oh my, my, this here Anakin guy Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Did you know this junkyard slave isn't even old enough to shave But he can use the force they say Fourteen, yeah, he's probably gonna marry her someday. Well, I know he built C-3PO, and I've heard how fast his pod can go. And we were broke, it's true. So we made a wager or two. He was a prepubescent flying ace, and the minute Jabba started off that race, i
be a Jedi We caught a ride back to Naboo Cause Queen Amidala wanted to I frankly would have liked to stay We all fought in that epic war And it wasn't long at all before Little Hotshot flew his plane and saved the day And in the end some Gungans died Some ships blew up and some pilots fried A lot of folks were croaking The battle droids were broken And the Jedi I admire most Met up with Darth Maul and now he's toast I'm still here and he's a ghost I guess I'll train this boy And I was singing My, my, this here Anakin guy Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry And he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi Soon I'm gonna be a Jedi We were singing My, my, this here Anakin guy Maybe Vader someday later Now he's just a small fry And he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye Saying soon I'm gonna be a Jedi